So that's not what we're going to start with. Obviously, we're going to start with this. Whenever I see someone less fortunate than I, and let's face it, who is it? Less fortunate than I, my tender heart tends to start to bleed. And when someone needs a makeover, I simply have to take over. I know, I know exactly what they need. And even in your case, though it's the toughest case I've yet to face, don't worry, I'm determined to succeed. Follow my lead, and yes, indeed, you will be popular. You're gonna be popular. I'll teach you the proper ploys when you talk to boys. Little ways to flirt and flounce. I'll show you what shoes to wear, how to fix your hair, everything that really counts to be popular. One more time. Good evening, Jennifer. Good evening, Ed. Good evening, Sammy. Good evening, Josh. Welcome, everybody, to the Gleeful Podcast with Josh, Jed, and Ed. We are joined tonight by Sammy uh, for one last giant love fest of the Gleeful Podcast. Uh, and we are here to discuss uh, the final two episodes of the show that has brought us together 177 times. Uh, and this is the final episode of Glee. It was a two-parter. The first part was called 2009. The second part was called Dreams Come True. Jennifer. Joshua. Gonna try to get through this. <laughs> Stay is it really 177? I'm like, I thought it was like 130 maybe. Well, oh, it's because we did a lot of off off season. Oh, oh our, our podcast. Yeah, our like, podcast not, is 177. Yes. Yeah. This is our 177. Okay, okay. Like, like, that is not the right amount of episodes for <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God. Well, that's so, that's so <laughs> impressive for us, too. Yes. Yeah. And, uh,. And it's funny because of those 177, uh, I was I was trying to do the math, and I think uh, I think I was here for like 175. I know Jennifer missed like three or four. Oh God! Ed missed yeah. a couple, uh, and Sammy, this is your third. So welcome, number three. <laughs> was it four or five? Is it four? Oh yes. Well, there I was the. Well, you're also in one, but I don't think that counts. Oh, beat, no, beat that the counts. Then, beat the Gleeks, yep. Yeah, there you go. One this season, one in season four, and then one when Cory died. Oh, yeah. Well, we'll definitely get into that a little bit. We're going to get into all of it, and we're going to dive right in because um, there are two episodes to talk about, uh, though there isn't that much to say, really. Uh, there are a million voicemails, so we'll get through as many as we human possibly can. Uh, you guys blew up. I'm just surprised my phone worked. So I went to a movie. <laughs> just I went to a movie right before this. I went to see It Follows. It's awesome. It's as good as everyone is saying. Uh and Mike American, I was going to tell a horror movie joke, but like I'm the only one that would get it, and Jennifer's eyes would roll across the room, and that's not what we're here to do. So let's stay on topic. <laughs> let's stay on topic. But uh, I got, I had turned my phone off for the movie, and then the movie ended, and I turned my phone on, and I seriously had like 30 voicemails. So my phone was just beeping, buzzing twice for each voicemail. Wow! Just kept going and going, and I was like halfway to the parking lot when it stopped. Okay. So we have lots to talk about. Um, 
Man, we'll just get right into it. Uh, the first episode was entitled 2009. It did take place in 2009. Uh, essentially, it was all the things you didn't see in the pilot. Uh, Jennifer and I, we watched it last week um, mm-hmm. at, at the, the Paley Fest. Paley Fest. Yeah. And I think the big thing that struck me at the Paley Fest was um, I, they really have grown up a lot. It wasn't until the very end of the episode where we saw actual footage from the pilot mm-hmm. that you can see like how different everyone actually does look the main the only real thing that i said that was exactly the same was that chris colfer still moves very strangely like he still (laughs) doesn't like shimmy when he dances like no one moves like chris colfer when he dances it's adorable but uh but yeah the episode 2009 jennifer what did you think i thought it was fantastic i loved everything about it i thought they did such a great job Giving, you know, background on everybody and, and, you know, seeing their side of the story, seeing, you know, what they were thinking and feeling at the time. I thought it was amazing in the way that they blended it in and, and, and that very end scene. I tear up just thinking about it. There was, like, all of the air left the room of the entire Dolby Theater when they re-aired, when they showed, you know, that last performance. When, so... Yeah, we were all at the Dolby, and it was very... We were all kind of tearing up. Um, we were all kind of tearing up, and it was very intense. And then w- at the v- end of the episode, when they were doing the original footage, and Corey kind of steps into the frame, oh. and the entire place just... just there, It just gasped. Like, the entire place just gasped. And um, I was already kind of near tears, and then as soon as he came in, I just went, mother. Fucker, and the lady yeah. behind me told me to shut up. It was, <laughs> but it was just so real. <laughs> it was just, it was so wonderful, and it's. I like that. You know, they've been very judicious about how much they talk about Finn and 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 bring him up. And it's like when you do this episode, there's no way to not have Finn. But yeah. it was like the way they danced around it, the whole episode and like you know Schuster's like well I'm gonna go down to the locker room and, and, and see if any football players signed up and you're like oh, I know what scene this is I know what this scene is I know what's gonna happen and so it was really it was really exciting and like I didn't feel like it was manipulative or I don't know it, it didn't feel gross to me you know I think that I think a different show or, or maybe if they like tried to, you know, CGI him or something like that, that would have been like gross. But I think it just was so beautiful and um, I'm getting choked up. <laughs> but OK, so loved, loved, loved 2009. Uh, Ed, 2009, what'd you think? Uh, I think five episodes in a row, A plus. <laughs> <laughs> like, honestly, like that Glee really did a very good job with the back with this like back five in a way that I hoped for, didn't expect mm-hmm. and I, yeah. I was very thrilled. I actually really would be very interested in seeing like a super cut of uh, 2009 and the pilot, which I'm sure is totally doable. Someone could do that. Super cut it, put it on uh, Vimeo. Or... Yeah. Oh yeah, you... put it chrono- chronologically. Yeah, put it in all chronologically because I'm like, ah! <laughs> like, like, I mean, it, it wasn't, it kind of like um the first time Futurama was ending a little bit when they, when they, when they did the back flashes and explained some of the stuff that you just kind of like just saw happening. So yeah. it was really, it was really great. Great job. Glee. 
like legitimately. <laughs> there, I think it was listener Sapien who uh, occasionally tweets the Clane supercuts where they edit the episode just down to the scenes that Clane were in, which occasionally means an episode is like 34 seconds long. Uh, but uh, Sammy, what did you think of the episode 2009? I really enjoyed it. Um, <clears throat> exactly what Jennifer said. I really enjoyed the way that they included Finn as much as they could without actually including in and how they had storyline about him that he wasn't in with the, with the other four kids talking about him and whether or not they wanted to have him in the glee club. I thought that that was like perfect. I forgot how much I really, really didn't like Rachel in season one until the- <laughs> <laughs> she was hard to she love. Was not a person it was easy to root for. Yeah, that is true. She was a little hard to love that uh, that early on, but um, but no, I mean it was it, it was funny how different they did look um when when rachel first showed up at the beginning of 2009 um she didn't look i didn't i felt like wow you know you just put her back in the sweater and she looks exactly the same and then you see the end of the episode and it's like oh she used to eat food um (laughs) but and and but she did look really different i mean she looked like a baby by comparison and uh you know as jennifer said the only person who did not age a day was terry Jesslyn oh Gilson looks exactly the, like creepy oh the same. God. I think she looks better now than she did six years ago. <laughs> I want her doctor <laughs> want her, or her esthetician, I should say. Is she on like Vikings now? I am. I am oh. watching her on Vikings as oh. we speak. Wow. For the record. For the record. <laughs> Way to have that handy, Ed. Yeah, this is like, like on the I'm literally watching Vikings. Oh if you're if you're watching the video, Ed just held up a copy of Vikings. Like he's literally holding it in his hand. Um, Ed, what did you think of seeing um, seeing Terry come back and kind of the other side of of the Will It was so good. Like, I really thought, as I said, that this was the this was exactly like exactly as I said they could have done with closing up the season five storyline and closing up or closing up the season six storyline, closing up the season five, closing up the season two with with Santana and Brittany and um, and closing up Blaine and Kurt and then they're closing up Rachel. Rachel, uh, Finn, and Shu, like it was fantastic, and I love, I love that Terry came back. I'm glad. I don't know if she was necessary for the. <laughs> I thought she was necessary for 2009, but I don't know if she was necessary for the finale. finale she wasn't but... at all. Yeah, we'll get to that. That was a little silly. But, but yeah, um, to but see Howard like, Bamboo was, like, was awesome. Too. I was, I was sitting and watching it with Alan. I was like, if they don't bring Zeiss back, I'm gonna get pissed. And then I was like, oh thank God, Zeiss. <laughs> well, and they brought my, Matt back in that episode oh, for that us. one line. I think I was like doing going through my Rolodex. I was like, okay, I had to I had to search hard for Marley, but I did find her. She wasn't there. I don't I don't think Marley was there. I didn't see her. She wasn't wasn't there. I saw some more than Marley. That was um Madison. Oh, that was Madison. Oh, well, then Mm. there was no Marley and there was no Damien. Okay, well, so there's two two. Yeah. Oh, you're right, Damien. I couldn't find. Yeah. Wow, that's a good point. Um. Yeah, it was it was funny to have Terry back, and um, you know, it was kind of the whole concept of two thousand nine, kind of being the like everything you didn't see, like the machinations that brought people together. Mm-hmm. Um, when we saw it at Paley Fest, uh, Leah Michelle had said the big thing that struck her was that her when she was young, Rachel, her clothing was much tighter. And she had lost the ability to talk that fast. And I've seen 2009 like three times now. And the first time you see Leah Michelle in that episode, she's really struggling to keep up with those lines. Oh, with the pace of it. And yeah. it's really funny that, you know, Glee was in a lot of ways 
a different show. Like it felt different. Oh, yeah. You know, the level of absurdity was in a slightly different place. The whole tone was a little different. Well, even, even the actors, like they had a light and a brightness and a hopefulness in their yeah. expression. And now <laughs> they've seen shit. Like they're, <laughs> they're for, you know, for 18 or 19. No, I guess some of them are 20. Um, they've, they've been through a lot. And it's, funny. it's just so funny. It's like they've, they've, aged a lot in those years not physically but I think emotionally and <laughs> it just you can see that with them I mean like one of the most the one of the the most emotional parts for me is watching uh Corey and Leah look at each other as they're dancing and singing and I'm like did they know they were falling in love at this point in real life and I'm like watching it and oh. you know just getting so emotional but yeah. they did they had that brightness in their eyes yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, Sammy. Did you <laughs> cry over here? Oh, no. I, know, I, was, I was trying to save it, but I'm like, I'm I got to get it out it. now because there's going to be more stuff that'll come up. And... I know. Um, so, Sammy, uh, you you are a bit of the clean persuasion. Uh, in this episode, <laughs> we we got to see some Kurt, uh, kind of solo Kurt. It was funny to have back those outfits. Again, Oh yeah. his outfits, even though they're still crazy, they have changed a lot. And mm-hmm. so when he was in that black-white checkerboard, it's not technically a checkerboard, but that <laughs> shirt with the red sweater over it, like mm-hmm. that was classic old-school Kurt. Mm-hmm. Or know? that turquoise T-shirt with the sunglasses. That, so oh, yeah. did you gasp a little bit when you saw Blaine in the coffee shop in 2009? I would have loved to have been surprised if people had not ruined it for me. Oh. <laughs> I think it was Darren himself. I think he said something in an interview at Paley. Yes. That's yeah. how they worked him in. And yes. I was expecting him. <laughs> I don't he didn't know where, but I knew he was coming. Yeah. He did. Yeah. He, he mentioned did. that at Paley where he said he thought he had the day off. And then at the end of the like last minute, they said, hey, can you come in? You know, like, okay. Yeah, sure. <laughs> He's like, yeah, I'll be gladly be in the hey, pilot. Aaron, save that for a week, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Maybe keep it to yourself. Um, it is funny, though, because the big revelation in that episode uh, in 2009 was that apparently Will and Sue used to be friends. Right. And they weren't best friends. Right. Like, they just they played. Quotes. They were yeah. friends. And I, I thought that was, if I could have changed anything about that episode, it would have, I think it would have been better if they had been best legitimate friends friends yeah. well in her mind they were that's true <laughs> in, in sue's world <laughs> within sue land exactly. twisted world but her world that's entirely true uh so yes um ed you got a flashback of sue in uh young sue sue 2009 uh w- was it nice to have back old sue or are you still hard and fast on modern crazy sue i always i like every sue sue's fun <laughs> and i find it so funny that you guys met you guys mentioned that you didn't root. Like, I never rooted for Rachel more than the pilot. Like, that was oh, like, yeah, that, that's like prime Rachel love for Ed. Like, there was a legitimate period of my life where I would write Edward Stark. Like, <laughs> like well, <laughs> I mean, I definitely rooted her, but she was hard to love. Yeah. No, I, because I, I, her well, method... I guess I, li- I liked that she was flawed. Yes. Now because yeah. no, no one is perfection. No, no. <laughs> I liked getting to see Mercedes side of things in this one because um, you always saw the story from Rachel's point of view. So yeah. you were supposed to root for her, mm-hmm. but then getting to see Mercedes side of the story. I don't know if that was her mom because you know they've never given us any of her family, but the woman she was talking to that was giving her a pet talk. 
I think she called her her mom. I think in the, I think the host at Paley said, or the moderator, I believe he said, we got to see you with your mom. So I, okay. I think it was supposed to be her mom. Yeah, I, I, oh, I they mentioned her mom was in the choir, her actual mom. But I don't know that that character was her mom. Oh, her hmm. her actual mom was, oh, was she in the choir? I thought she was in the audience. I guess she's been in the choir oh. a few times. Oh, oh wow. okay. Yeah. Well, that's cool. But uh, anyways, I liked that scene with uh, getting to that, that kind of pep talk because the part of the reason I always had a problem with Rachel is that she was always trying to keep Mercedes down, mm. you know, and I didn't like that. But then getting to see the other side of it, it was nice. Well, and the other thing that we really learned and you had to, I didn't catch it the first time, but I caught it the second time <laughs> that I watched this. When Will is in his apartment and he's trying to figure out how to, you know, save the Glee Club and, and Terry catches him not doing housework. <laughs> she said, you know, he's like, well, I've got this dilemma. You know, who do I give the lead to? And she's like, that's easy. You give it to the most pathetic. So at that point. Yeah. At the time, Rachel Will, was the most pathetic. Will. Yeah. He, he he flagged her as the most pathetic. And that's why she got the leads. Wow. And I'm like, it's just kind of like, oh, wait, crap. That kind of rewrites everything. It's like not like he saw her as the shining star he knew she would be. It was like, yeah, she's, she's kind of sad and pathetic and needs this the most right now. Wow. So, hmm. That, I mean, that's, that's, that was my takeaway. I mean, maybe really I read too much into what Terry said, but be when they were at the piano and they're like, okay, we're going to do Grease. And, you know, Mercedes like, well, and then Rachel says, well, I'll be the lead. And Mercedes like, no way. And they look in like Mr. Shu, who gets the lead. And he kind of had this sort of sad look on his face. And he goes, Rachel. That, yeah. Wow. That's so a really to me, I read that as he wow. thought in the moment. <laughs> I don't know how long he felt she was pathetic. I, well, I see in my mind, I thought that was partially because, and the scene right before that was she was getting slushied, like mm. moments before that. Adding to her patheticness. That's interesting. Yeah, like <laughs> and like and and yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and, the other. Oh, go ahead, Ed. I was gonna say I think uh, I think we should do like two voicemails. That would be. Oh yes, like, yeah. Let's, let's just, do it. Let's do a couple inter- voicemails because we have so many voicemails. I, I think it would be best if we just intersperse them throughout the episode. I think you're absolutely right, Good Ed. Idea. Let's do a couple voicemails. Uh, let's see. I know this person, so we'll play this one. Here we go. Hello, Josh, Jen, Ed, it's Michael. I'm calling you from the streets of Philadelphia. I may be standing outside of a bar while we're in a inside eating, and I may have had some to drink, but <laughs> I enjoyed very much the uh, finale episode. Uh, I thought they hit all the notes perfectly and ended it well, and they didn't screw it up, which is more than I can say for other shows <clears throat> lost. <laughs> uh, thank you guys so much for doing the show. I will never forget Ice Cream 16 or Darth Tater or many other things, but Aww. I'll talk to you guys later. Wow. <laughs> See you later. And uh, low from Renee also. Goodbye. Uh, OMG, uh, Ice Cream 16. Uh, what? I, I, I'm going to be Ice over in Pennsylvania maybe what? in a couple weeks, so I, I might have to 16? talk to him. Wait, Ed, what is Ice Cream 16? It's an Epcot thing. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Those are personal personal oh that was a you guys that was a you guys yeah I got you, I got we've you. got the darth tater uh we actually we didn't watch the finale last night or on friday night because we were with listener rachel <laughs> we went to a play with listener rachel and at some point i had tweeted like hey no spoilers and uh listener rachel tweeted me back she's like oh my gosh i'm so sorry i didn't look at the calendar when i invited you guys to go out <laughs> it was fine it was super fun uh here's another voice oh yeah 
Hey, Josh, Jen, and Ed. This is Jared from Wisconsin. I think I might have called in once or twice before, but um, I wanted to get one last in before this all ends. And sorry, I'm walking, <laughs> so I'm breathing heavily. But um, I wanted to really thank you guys because you were the first podcast I had ever listened to ever. Wow. And now, thanks to you guys, I probably listen to more podcasts than I do music, which is saying something. <laughs> um, but I really just love the way you guys interact with each other. Uh, Josh and Jen, I loved the Idol review so much. Aww. And you actually got me watching Idol. Uh, Ed, you got me watching Big Brother and Survivor. <laughs> and um, I no longer watch uh, Glee, unfortunately. Kind of got burnt out after season three, but I, I can still listen to your podcast. It's just so great. And I honestly, I haven't missed enough of them. So I still know what's going on, but uh, <laughs> I haven't watched anything yet. But I just really wanted to thank you guys before it all ended. Um, really for, I don't know, just being one of the best first podcasts I could have asked for, really. Um, thank you guys so much. I really hope you guys actually do something after this. And I hope I don't get cut off because I know sometimes listeners get cut off. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I just really hope you guys do something else. Um, and hopefully I can follow you there. So thanks again, guys, and good job podcasting through all six seasons. Kudos to you guys. Okay, bye. Thank you very much, listener. Thank you very much. Yeah, that was really sweet. Yeah. Uh, Let's go up north for one more. Hey, Josh, Jen, and Ed. This is Lynn with the last, my last review. Uh, Lynn from the Bay Area with my last review of the two episodes. I, I am ready for Glee to be done, but I'm so sad to think that I will never see another episode. The potential was always there, so you always had hope that something good was coming. Like these last two episodes. I give 2009 an A, which I didn't think I'd give to uh, a season four, five, six episode. <laughs> um, and once again, it shows that uh, the three creators can really do good work if they want to. Uh, and that's what us. was infuriating about, infuriating <laughs> about so much of Glee. And I will probably be buying the music from these two episodes, which I haven't done since the quarterback. Probably oh. the only thing I couldn't believe about 2009 was that Mercedes Church would be so sparsely attended. I true. had in my head that she had Rachel come to a choir rehearsal and not a real service. Yeah. So I was just really, really happy with 2009. Uh, Dreams Come True is A minus B plus. I thought it lingered too much in some characters and not in others. We have no idea what happened to Santana and Brittany or to Quinn and Puck, although since they weren't together in that last number I lived, I'm assuming they split up, which is fine. Uh, also, I hope, really hope that Sam got a teaching credential somewhere down the line since the arts are now part of a school curriculum. <laughs> uh, the episode also gets points off for not letting Blaine's hair go natural by 2020 because Darren Chris really has cute hair if they let him. Yes. And in early 2013, I would have said that Finchel would not have been a realistic endgame. But I can't help but be a little sad about St. Barry, even though they probably are better fit together because Finchel never got the chance to play itself out and, and I just I'm yeah. sad about that. So I just gotta say thank you so much guys for doing this for six years. I probably will even listen to rebroadcast. <laughs> uh really appreciate what you did. So thank you. Bye bye. 
Well, thank you. Thanks, Lynn. Thank great. you for listening. Yeah, yeah. Thank, yeah, thanks everybody for listening. Like, Seriously. We're, a lot of this is, you know, because uh, this is like, this is our goodbye as well to a certain degree. So, you know, well, I, mean, I think, I think we could do a couple more episodes. We'll on. see what happens. We, we'll see what happens. I mean, there's a good chance, but <laughs> this I mean, is the last one on the this calendar. Is, this is the last one. We're going to talk about an episode. <laughs> yes, exactly. And I mean, it's kind of crazy to think that, you know, when we there's, started doing this, that people would actually stick around for six years. <laughs> and if not for the show itself, but <clears throat> for us, and I'm, I'm very humbled and honored and uh, I'm getting all the sappy stuff out now so that it's not just a puddle at the end. We haven't even gotten to the last episode, Jen. I know. We I know. know. We're not getting it all out now. Well, here, let's, know, no. let's do a song real quick. Um, just because the one kind of big, the one thing that I thought was really neat out of 2009 was we got to see Artie's audition. And we never got to see Artie's audition in the original. Uh, he was yeah. just in the Glee Club. And he was kind of the one that... Uh, he wasn't... I don't even think he auditioned in the extended version, if I remember correctly. I don't believe so. <clears throat> so I just thought it was really cool. Uh, so here's a bit of Pony, which is funny because Jennifer had never heard the song before. <laughs> I think you heard it what? on Parks and Rec. <laughs> you didn't know who Genuine was. I'm not... I knew the name. Oh, my God. <laughs> here's, a, here's Pony uh, performed by Kevin. Mikhail on the Gleeful Podcast. I promise that you won't want to get off if you want it. Let's do it. Ride it. My pony. My saddles. Waiting. Coming. Jump on it. If you want it. Let's do it. Ride it. My pony. My saddles. Waiting. Sitting here flossing, peeping your steel Just once if I had the chance, the things I would do to you, you and your body, every single portion, since up and down your spine. We also got a ton of Brad in this episode. Did you notice that? We got a ton of Brad in 2009. But still, no, like, he didn't. Talk. No. Like, I wanted him it's to have. It's like Matt got a line. Matt got more dialogue in, the first, well, in this episode deserved, than he did all first season. He deserved a line. <laughs> he missed out on at least two seasons worth of paycheck. That was hysterical. <laughs> though Mercedes like, yeah, there's only one black kid and he's kind of boring. <laughs> it's like wow. She should have said like, I think he's gonna leave soon. Oh, that would have been great. I wanted did him to mention Bubba. The, um, they fixed their error about Rachel's dad. By having in season one, she says she has two black dads, and then we see her dads, and they're both white, or she has a black dad, right? And then we see her dad, and then so then they set it up so that the way she said it, you could tell it was a blatant lie, and she's just stuck with it. Oh, okay. I know that was small, but that was one thing that everybody was always thinking about. It's like, why did she say she had a black dad? Well, Brian Stokes Mitchell is half black, but yeah, it, it definitely it was not the two people we saw in the Polaroids. Right, they were very different actors. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, yeah, <laughs> that's funny. And I loved seeing Mr. Schuster's notes on the students because this is his first impression of them. Yes, and it's like you know, Artie, he's nice kid, soulful. We need ramps. <laughs> like that's so great. And like <laughs> Tina, he's like edgy. Powerful, angry. <laughs> well, and then on Kurt, I he wrote. Read his writing. 
Oh, oh, yeah. On Kurt, he wrote gay question mark. And then at the end of it, he crossed out the question mark. <laughs> Let's do one more voicemail. <laughs> hey, Josh, Jen and Ed. This is longtime listener Steffi here. Like everyone who's been a fan of the show and a fan of your podcast, I thought it was only appropriate that I called in for the final episode of Glee and possibly the final episode of this show. So... I pose an interesting question for all of you to answer. Um, by now, you have all seen both parts of the Glee series finale. You, Josh, Jen, you, Josh, and Jen have seen 2009, which was the part one of the Glee series finale, and now everyone by now has seen part two, which is Dreams Come True. In your guys' opinion, I'm interested to hear whether or not you believe that maybe they should have switched the order of the series finale. Mm -hmm. So maybe they should have put Dreams Come True as part one and then put 2009 as part two of the entire season finale that they had on Friday, which was last night for me. So, yeah, I just wanted to hear your guys' opinion. Maybe it would have been better if they ended with 2009. Personally, I thought 2009 was a much stronger episode than Dreams Come True. And also, I think it would have been interesting to see the series choose to end where they had literally started mm -hmm. and have them bookend the show with mm. their first <clears throat> performance being Don't Stop Believing and then their last performance literally being Don't Stop Believing from the pilot. I think that would have been just such a strong and creative statement to have been made by the creators of the show so yeah i just want to hear your guys' opinions on that i think a lot of other people thought the same way but i would be interested in hearing what you guys have to say so um like everyone has said before thank you so much with continuing on this podcast i dropped out of glee for a little bit after the cory monteith episode but even though you guys continued, you kind of inspired me to return back to the show. And, yeah, you guys have just done such a great job covering the show the past six years, which is crazy. Um, thank you so much for the time and effort you've put into this podcast. And hopefully you guys can do another podcast on another for, like, another show. And it would be amazing to hear your guys' insight on that. Um, good luck to you guys and for anything you do in the future. Thank you so much, and have a great day. Glee kids, hooray. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Uh, well, that's a good cue. Oh, to... oh. But go uh, ahead, Sammy. Uh, uh. <laughs> I have to actually disagree with that, and I put it in my voicemail before I knew I was going to be on. Uh, I actually felt like this episode, they could have gotten rid of one of the earlier episodes of the season, moved, moved 2009 back to like last week, and then had the dreams come true be two hours, and then they felt that it was not a long enough time to say goodbye to more than just like five or six of the characters that we saw. Mm, yeah. So I don't feel like order-wise that this should have been after. I felt like it was a great setup into the finale. I just felt like the finale could have gone actually two hours long. Um, this one felt more like it was kind of setting you up to say goodbye. In a way, like... Yeah, in a way, we almost could have done 2009 last week and then last had last week's episode be the first half of 
what this week's episode was. So we would have gone straight from winning sectionals or competing in sectionals, winning sectionals, then winning nationals, and then going into the future. Might have been a little smoother of a transition. Yeah, if I had any complaint about Dreams Come True, it would have been um, that it did feel a little rushed. Uh, Ed, what were you about to say? I... I, I really like how they did it. I understand why they made it a two-hour finale, because I feel like Dreams Come True on its own was not strong enough. 2009 was, like, held my attention from beginning to end. I thought Dreams Come True was, was if it was just by itself hanging out there, it would have been weak. I think even if Dreams Come True came first before 2009, I feel like it would not have set up how much, how much the Dreams Come True would have meant. I feel like 2009 was... Unnecessary, like, pr- oh. like, like you, like you needed the drink so you could enjoy the rest of the <laughs> wine. You bottle. needed to see like, what they were dreaming like, about back then. Like, it, yeah. you needed that punch, exactly. that emotional punch. Yeah. Uh, so, Jennifer, what did you think about Dreams Come True? Interesting. I'm going back and forth on it because I do feel like Dreams Come True was a little rushed. Um, I wanted, you know, the final sequence of you know every single New Direction person possible available at the time <laughs> I wanted to see I wanted it to be easier to identify them it scrolled through so fast it's like yeah. I think Blake you know he was a blur and he, his Yo, I, changed. I, I, did, I, like, I did have to rewatch I lived several yeah. times yeah you had to, to I, catch would, but but I I mean I think I, I, the thing I don't think the I don't think anyone would have ever been happy with the ending like with like a like I don't I don't know I feel like it didn't have a plot, so Dreams Come True was kind of... It was what it was, and I'm glad it was there. I, I cried at the end when I saw all the people. I was like, oh, all these people. It was, <laughs> and it was, all. Yeah, and it was great to see them all, but I just wish that they would have been able to, like, you know, take a beat so it would sink in who they were and then maybe see them just, you know, hug more than just the person next to them and actually yeah. see them kind of reuniting and getting together. And, and I guess, well... It seems like this is kind of a trend now. You don't do just a total flash forward five years. It's kind of like you talk to this character and then you see their future in five years. And then so I've seen this on other series finales. Yeah, Parks recently. and Rec most notably. Yeah. Yeah. And I and I do. I like it. I like it because I don't want to just see this whole new world. Like I want to I want to see them now still. And um so yeah, I'm kind of back and forth. It's like, like Ed, I think you're right. I think we needed to be reminded what their dreams were to then see them come true and to root for them again. Like this was, if any if any person was ever going to give Glee a chance again, this would have been the episode, you know? Like you, you have to watch it. So anybody who said that they haven't watched it, just, just watch it, even though we're spoiling it all for you right now. <laughs> watch it because it reminds you exactly why you, you, you know, boarded this crazy train because it's <laughs> so special and uh, so wonderful. So I go back and forth. It's like, yeah, it would have been nice to end on a high note, perfectly mirrored, bookended and that great performance. But yeah, I guess. I, 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 think, I think ending the show with, with that don't stop believing it was hard enough as it was and i i think i lived was the appropriate end it was i i agree i i i think that i think dreams come true could have been a little longer um admittedly i'm a little tired of excuse me i'm a little tired of the flash forward finales just because we've had so many of them uh from different shows right uh but you know like on a scale of 
um, How I Met Your Mother to Breaking Bad. This is definitely toward the Breaking Bad finale quality. Um, I mean, it's it's uh, it's no Six Feet Under, which like. Oh, I still watch that last six minutes every now. Well, plus it's, you know, see ya. You get to hear her Breathe Me song for yeah. six whole minutes. <laughs> I, I watch that like once a month. You have like you have like uh, uh, Lost, which made you question whether or not you like the series. Uh, you had uh, How I Met Your Mother, which made you think you didn't like the series. Uh, and then you had Six Feet Under, which made you like a series you didn't really like that much. But the <laughs> finale was so good. You went, that was the best series. Yeah. Um, another great finale is Queer as Folk. Uh, but anyway, it's, it's a, it's a, I, I think Dreams Come True was a little... Uh, tidy, but what more do you want? Um, if I you mean, need- I mean the whole the whole season six was goodbye. Like, yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. Like, like we didn't get like we met people, but we just met people just because I don't know. Because yeah. people to had to time. fill in somewhere. <laughs> yeah, the, my own. If I had any complaint about uh, Dreams Come True, is only that uh, I wanted more of it. Like, if I wanted to see where every character ended up, like I wanted to see where Santitney ended up. I wanted to get a little flash wow. forward of Quinn. Like, I wanted it. Like, Quinn totally got short shrift. If any character got short shrift in the final season, it was Quinn. Especially how prominent she was, and you know how pivotal she was in the early I mean, seasons. She, no wa- she was. When when someone was battling for a female lead, Quinn was the one taking it in season one. Mm-hmm. Like like that like the don't stop believing Quinn for Bray version. <laughs> like <laughs> like that was a thing. That oh, totally. Yeah. Like so, if there were characters like that that I would have wanted to spend more time with. At least see like mm-hmm. she was there, but she was barely there. Yeah. Um, and or just go the other direction and just kind of let and just spend an hour saying goodbye to everyone and not doing the flash forwards. Mm-hmm. We kind of got like two flash forwards on Clane, which I didn't really need. Um, the flash forward on St. Barry was kind of a bit much for me. But at the end of the day, I liked it, it was <laughs> it was an episode that just loved these characters as much as. I love them. Yeah. And that's what I had to give to it. Like, if they, if I had any fault with this episode, it's just that they loved their characters too much. They wanted them all to be happy. They wanted them all to be unequivocally happy and have everything that they want. And even though I literally had a gag reflex when Jeb Bush was up to win his second term. <laughs> yeah, but, 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 there was like, the, but the Electoral <laughs> College was... Like totally the opposite way, correct? Like, did I or did yeah. I misread that? It was something crazy. Yes. Yeah, you're absolutely yeah, right. Like, 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 it's like he's gonna win in a landslide, and it was like the other way around. I thought. <laughs> like, I, I appreciate I you. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, so like they were basically saying, yeah, he's the president. Well, it was Fox but... News, so yeah, it was yeah. Fox News, so they were playing it. Oh, that's funny. That's uh, true. That's true. Because I totally didn't catch that, but you're so yeah, you didn't check it. That was like, that was like, oh my god, that's so funny. Please, <laughs> get it. you know, I, um, we only watched we... that episode once. I think if we oh, watched okay. it a second time, we would have had. Yeah, we might have caught caught a little bit more stuff. I mean, it definitely benefited from the good feelings, like the overflow of emotion and great feelings of 2009. You, exactly. We, we, that's what I'm saying. That's why we couldn't yeah. have had 2009. 2009, we needed that like jarring, being like, "Welcome to how you remember loving this show," and then like, <laughs> "Here's Dream Come True, Cry Fest, Cry, 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 Cry Fest." And, exactly. It was like a setup of like, "This is where we came from." Yeah. Like, back to the flashback yeah. to the pilot, and this is how it ends. And I can't, I'm not, I can't speak for anyone else, 
But that set me up to ugly sob in the fetal position for like 90% of the finale. (laughs) Seriously, like. I don't know what anyone thought about it. I had to keep pausing it because I couldn't uh, see I was crying too hard. I, I was doing okay. Like, I will say to my credit, because I cry like a 14 year old girl watching Pretty Little Liars, like, all the time. Um, there's a Nissan commercial where they go find like his grandmother's old house that she grew up in. Like I can't watch it at work. Um, so I, I, but I was doing okay. He was fine. I was doing okay. There were two moments where it was full on ugly cry and I'm going to, I'm already feeling it. It was when she thanked Will Schuster when she was winning her Tony full on Uh like, Oh, and then, and I was, li- I'm literally sitting there on the couch being like, please don't dedicate this to Finn. Whatever you do, I will, I will not survive. And then Finn's picture next to the ghost light was like full on ugly. Oh, like, see, I didn't know what that was. Unbelievable. And, and Josh rewound it for me and he goes, mother effort. Do you see that? I'm like, what? He goes, that thing on the right. I'm like, the, the lucky kitty. He goes, no, the blue light. That's a ghost. And I was like, oh, I didn't grow up in the theater i don't know these things but yeah oh so that was that was that was what was number two yeah (laughs) oh those are the two yeah Uh, oh okay jennifer uh, oh you know i i went through half a box of tissues josh was really sweet we watched them both um rewatched 2009 then we watched um dreams come true uh yesterday morning and josh was really sweet he went and got donuts and he got me a thai iced tea because i don't drink coffee and we sat there and i like my (laughs) no no i know i'm broken i worked at dunkin donuts for three years and i've never drank a cup oh my god america runs on dunkin (laughs) 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 sammy i'm so sorry ed Sammy, put that in the universe because literally, like, I, I would, I would wear Dunkin' Donuts all the time. Like, I would just let them sponsor me. Like, I would brand myself. <laughs> I'm gonna get him a little DD tattoo. There you go. <laughs> oh my goodness! Yes, I worked. I worked there when I was in high school. I was the donut finisher. I, I didn't get to make the donuts, but I got to finish them, which was the frosting and the frost. I know. Let's be honest. I finish them. Josh is the finisher. <laughs> He's the closer. Um, so I had, I had like my my plate by the end of it was just a mound of watered up tissues. I was like, I can't do this. I can't do this. It was like two hours without commercials of just sobbing for me. Okay, I'll give you number oh, yeah. three. Number three, Sammy was when. Sue said, um, you know, I thought that you were going to create this glee club and it was just going to give all these kids a bunch of notions that, and teach them things they don't need. And I was wrong or I was right, but I was right. wrong in saying it didn't take courage. And I was like, all right, you know, <laughs> like I'm quitting my job. Like that's, yeah. that, that was that entire thing. It was like, I'm not going to work on Monday. Well, I'm going to start then they a glee go club. Into I live, which is a song that could make me cry even if it's not sung by the gay cast. <laughs> so it was just like, a little too over, and I kept seeing all the kids walking out, and I saw Zayzies, and I saw all. The, I was just yeah. like, okay, I need to pause this for like ten minutes so I can get my crying out. I literally can't see the screen. <laughs> I, ironically, I don't even like. I feel like I lived is like one of One Republic's weaker singles, but it's it's such a good like soundtrack song. It worked yeah. so good in that moment. I yeah. didn't know it was an existing. So I thought it oh. was because I okay. So uh, Darren Chris talked about how he was, you know. So, so flat, so honored to be able to write that song for Rachel to sing her, her final song. 
I thought that this was another original. <laughs> I've never heard no, one Republic. No, don't so. give that much credit. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Can I, can I say I really I had heard the Darren the song Darren wrote. I heard it just the the track, and I was like, oh my god, this is this is a sad day. I don't like this song, and it's written by Darren Chris. What's wrong with me? But I knew I was like, as soon as I see it in the episode, I'm gonna ugly cry, and I did. Yeah, and the thing is, like. I ended up really liking it. Yes. The, the thing is, it's like, I think if I listened, I think if I heard it out of context, I'd be like, wow, this is really on the nose for something. But I think in the moment, it's just, you know, her performing it and, oh my God, you know, those tears were real. There was no acting yeah. going on there. That, that was, was the hard. Yeah. The hard, well, not the hardest part, but One. just watching like, uh, watching the first number uh, when Mr. Shu did Teach Your Children. And the, the, watching, like, the genuine tears in Teacher Children, like, Jenna could not hold it together. Oh, and I don't know if you noticed, but... That was the last but, take. That was the very last take. Oh, was it? And, and I don't... And, That's why they're all crying. And, and plus it was... um um you If you watched the... It, I noticed it when we watched it that Rachel was blocked behind the piano and then she magically shows up on the other side of the piano. Like she just couldn't not yeah. like the actress between takes was like, I have to move. Yeah. Like I have to it be was closer. So, it was, what was happened hard. was they called all of the kids back in because they had, they had them filming with Matt singing to them. And then to do their very last take, they told them it was going to be their last take. And instead of Matt coming in to sing to them, the entire crew came and stood on the side that Matt was sitting on, hmm. and they did their reaction shot of all the kids with Matt's song playing. Oh, oh wow. that was how they filmed the last scene. So if you wonder why they're all crying so much so early in the episode, <laughs> yeah, it was their very last take of the show. Well, the wow. other thing that struck me about that song was yeah. one, he sang every verse, and I was like, wow, that's really long. Yeah, he sang the whole song. He sang the entire song, and then two, that nobody joined in. I'm like, usually they're all like, kumbaya, and I'm, I'm joining in in this love fest. Well, Julian Orr was guided. singing, but I don't know why. <laughs> okay. It was weird. Like, well, he was. Like, Julian Moore was singing next to him, and he was... Uh, You're so audio coming out of his mouth you are so envious of his hair josh has tried to grow his hair long for so long first of all bite your tongue and second of all yes i know so (laughs) ed uh did you have any ugly cry moments in dreams come true or were you a rock were you a bigger man um i did i did not uh cry into the (laughs) final sequence are you dead what's wrong with you until i lived though right (laughs) and then i lived happened and i was like Glee, Glee kids, yay! Um, I don't, I don't mean it, but uh, um, oh my god, I have to run real quick and get on a plane and fly to Canada because typo just wrote. I kind of wish the final song had been "I Sing the Body Electric" from Fame. Oh my god, I just got goosebumps so up and I'll down. I'll be right back, <laughs> and we are gonna. Josh is gonna get a hug. I'm gonna go give typo <laughs> a hug. Uh, oh, wow. <laughs> I thought you were serious. I was like, "What happened?" I will be right back. Like, really, really, you like didn't know this plane was coming up. Like, <laughs> um, I just booked, I just booked it. Go, yeah. gotta go to Toronto. Uh, Sorry. Let's take a listen. You're to gonna the ride your scooter to Canada. I, uh, <laughs> wow, <laughs> that would take so long. <laughs> You'd have to stop every 75 miles for gas. <laughs> Uh, but that's a gallon. If a so scooter goes 95 anything. miles an hour and gets 75 miles to the gallon, <laughs> and Josh leaves LA at 6.30 Pacific Standard Time, what time would he make it to Canada? I don't know. Let's ask Will Schuster, <laughs> who is the worst teacher ever. 
He would not be able to tell me. Uh, let's listen to a voicemail. Uh, here we got some voices from the past, uh, and we'll see what Hello. they say. We know not what's been happening on Glee, nor what you've been talking about for the past two years, but wait, may we just say, Hi! How you doing? <laughs> that was a Tangled reference. Uh, Zachary Levi. You son of a bitch. Don't say his name like that every time, and when one of us is not around, it gets Zach. No one else understands. Thanks for that, Josh. Uh, It's during Caitlin, by the way. The fact that we're calling on Thursday morning tells you that we didn't actually watch the series finale of Glee. Haven't actually watched an episode in two and a half years. I know what you're thinking right now. You guys made phone calls during season four. In the spirit of finale honesty, some of those phone calls were brought to you by the helpful recaps at Hypable.com. <laughs> oh, boy, that felt good to get off our chest. It's been a wait for, like, two years. <laughs> to be perfectly honest, I didn't miss Glee that much. Well, I miss the old Glee. Not the season four Glee that made me stop watching the show. It physically pained me when I did watch it. I've been having nostalgic feelings as we've been moving towards the end, especially concerning Jonathan Groff, who I know is back on the show for some reason. I always did like Rachel and Jesse together. I'm glad his career's going well. I hear looking's great, and I hope he actually gets to sing a song in Frozen 2. I have nostalgic feelings, too. I still love season one, especially that finale. Also, since we started watching The Flash Grant Gustin, we found everything Sebastian did to be adorable. Smooth Criminal, which used to be filled with sexual tension, is now the most precious thing ever. But we really have missed you guys, despite moving on in our television preferences that now include more superhero things than we like to admit. Time traveling aliens for good luck. Please don't take it personally that we stopped calling in or watching the show. College, man, we really had to pick and choose. We are graduating this year, though. With degrees, we can't get jobs in until we get other degrees. We hope this family was everything you wanted it to be. And know that when we think I'm back on Glee, we'll always think of Josh, Jen, and Ed, despite them not appearing in a single episode. I mean, you guys were still a contact on my phone when we went to record this. <laughs> Listening to your podcast and calling in was the best part of watching Glee those last few seasons. Once again, with the pessimism bringing it down, I always had to be the optimistic one. Except during Britney episodes, and then I had to give the writers the benefit of the doubt while you turned into a giant green rage monster. I'm just looking forward to 20 years from now when we get the scandalous tell-all behind-the-scenes biography by Diana Agron. <laughs> I certainly look forward to reading it. So, this has been Caitlin. We really just called to say hi. And this has been Sarah. I'm so glad they never ended up doing payphone for Josh's sake. And we just want to say <laughs> thank you. Wait, what was that at the end? What did she say? So they didn't have to. They didn't do payphone. Oh God, that would have been horrible. No, they did do payphone. <laughs> okay. No, they didn't. They did um the other one off that album. Yeah. Telephone. No. <laughs> Wait, no, what is it payphone? Was, um, it was Adam Levine on somebody else's song. Oh God, that's the worst song ever. <laughs> oh, that Maroon Five song. And then a payphone. Shoot me in the head. Okay. Oh. Sarah but and Caitlin. But animals is worse. Thank oh you. My God, I Thank you. You just time. gave me one of my favorite moments of the night. I have the pleasure of watching Sammy's reaction on the computer when they <laughs> when when Sammy heard your voice. I, I you were squeeing on the inside and you're like, yay! It was pretty hilarious. <laughs> you were I so think cute. I, that, but I was wondering what happened. <laughs> they had to pick and choose. Unlike uh, the Glee kids, they chose college. <laughs> Wow. And the Flash, which I did them for. And the Flash, yeah. I voted for him for the Kids' Choice Award. Grant Gustin. You're not a kid. 
That's illegal. No, no. Well, I'm going to the award show. With- <laughs> yeah, first of all, you shut your mouth. Oh, okay. <laughs> Second of all, she has tickets. My- She's going to the Kids' Choice Award. My mother was at... In that case, give me a picture. Okay, I will. I will. I'll take a bunch. Um, my mother and my stepdad went to a taping of the Ellen Show where they won all these big prizes. But one of them was the Joe Jonas uh, CD and uh, tickets to the Kids Choice Awards. And my mom like looks it up online. The Kids Choice Awards tickets go from like eight hundred dollars to twenty five hundred. And I'm like, so we're selling them, right? <laughs> She's like, no, 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 we're going. I'm like, ah. Eh. I was like, who's who did you see at Ellen? And your mom says it was like John Jones, John J. Yeah, I was like Joe Jonas. She goes, "Yeah, who is that?" <laughs> Never mind, don't worry about it. She said, "Well, like, he gave me his CD." Did he do the song about how it's so hellish to be jealous? And she went, "I don't know." I thought it was Nick Jonas. Oh, was that Nick? Okay, it was Nick Jonas then. That's I don't who know it was. That it was the pretty one. It, this is it's the young one. Yeah, the what young are they, one. Nick Joe and. The middle, yeah, yeah. What is it, what's yeah. the other one's name? Yeah. The third. Nick, Nick is inappropriately attractive for the there record. There you go. Ooh. All it's right. It's that one. So, uh, so yes. <laughs> thank you, Sarah and Caitlin. Yes, thank you, That Sarah. was yes, wonderful. Thank you. Glad you guys are doing well. Good good luck on the next 17 years First of, of all, y- you can stop complimenting them because they're never going to hear this. So <laughs> we've established that. <laughs> I think they might tune in for this. I hope they tune in for this one. Oh. Uh, here, let's, let's, how do you think they know what's going on? Touche. Nice. Uh, here's a here's a voicemail. <laughs> Hi, Ed, Jen, and Josh. This is listener Matt. Um, I just like everybody else. I wanted to call in before the show is over and let you know how much I appreciate having listened to you all these years. Um, I started listening around season two, and I've enjoyed it ever since. Um, unfortunately, I'm never able to call and talk about the episode that we just watched before you guys record. So in this case, I'm going to tell you um, how I enjoyed the season finale or the series finale before it even aired. So here it goes. (laughs) Wow, that was one heck of an episode. I loved the way they ended the show. It had so many plot twists and turns. I couldn't believe it. From Puck coming on saying that he joined the Mars One program because he wants to be the first Jew on Mars. (laughs) That was amazing. Uh, Learning that Coach Beast is now dating Walter. Didn't see that coming, but, you know, that's that's great. Uh, learning that uh, Artie had been actually suffering from a calcium deficiency this whole time. He started drinking milk and was able to get up and dance. <laughs> Pure glee. Um, learning that Will Schuster had become principal and then appointed Sue to become the new coach of, of uh, New Directions. <laughs> I just can't believe that that's the way they went with it. Holy cow. That's close. And then at the very end, where after Rachel and Schuster had their warm uh, farewell, as they're walking out of the room to hear the uh, the 3.0 say, uh, the, <laughs> excuse me, that they really love Journey and they want to do more songs and want to know if that would be okay to see that smirk on Will's face and then it just flashes to black and that's the end of the show. Wow. What an ending. <laughs> but seriously, guys, I don't know how it's going to end, but I, can, I did enjoy listening to you guys all these years and I'm going to miss you when you're gone. Take care. Thank you. That's awesome. So, I, 
pretty close on several yeah, points. Pretty close. Um, <laughs> well, yeah. So that that brings up a, a, a pretty good conversation that I wanted to ask you guys. Um, so we d- got a couple flashbacks. Obviously, Kurt and uh, Blaine stayed together. Um, they performed for children. Bla- Blaine wore a suit that was cut so well it kind of aroused me. Um, <laughs> And then, uh, and, and then, of course, we found out that Rachel had a surrogate child for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, she also married Jesse St. James, and she won a Tony. Uh, Will went on to become president of a new performing arts school in Ohio, just to assure us that this is a total fantasy. And uh, Sue, I don't... Oh, and Sue became vice president. What I wanted to ask you guys, uh, let's start with you, Ed, because you always have great ideas on this topic. Um, what character did, you, did we not learn the future of... Uh, that you want to predict their future. Give me a character, Ed. Would you like to predict oh, the future God. of Quinn? Would you like to I predict mean, the future? I mean, we we should have gotten something about. Well, I mean, we kind of we did get stuff on Artie and Tina. We did. No, we they saw, they were together. That's true. No, but, but they're they they had a film that was going to Sundance. Yeah, stop, Slam Dance. Slam Dance, not Sundance. Slam Dance. I was gonna say Stomp Dance, which is across okay. the street. Okay, <laughs> Stomp Dance. Literally. That could be the next one. Um. I mean, I guess, I guess unique. Unique would have been interesting, just for, just because uh, it's such a like, uh, unique character. But, um, uh, yeah. Just, just see how that played out. Um, and I don't, I don't know what my prediction is. I mean, it would be cool for for him to to for her to become a humongo pop star as well. That'd be epic. <laughs> but I think, but I think in real life. Uh, Alex is coming quite a very large YouTube star, uh, a la Tadric Hall. Is he really? Awesome. I didn't know that. Uh, yeah, I, 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 I see him. Like, I watch random YouTube videos, and he's just there. I'm like, unique. I'm like, what are you doing? You're just like, <laughs> like, just, like, sometimes, sometimes I feel like there's just like, gays in the wild in the LA area. Like, <laughs> get caught, like, like, oh it's like, like a found footage documentary of just, He's in the actual habitat singing song. <laughs> and I don't want to tell you that that's true, but that's like kind of accurate. That's so funny. It's like, I, I mean, like the, the name for, you know, the, the Sasquatches, it's like cryptozoology. Like what would you, what would you call this, um, this study, Ed? Of, like, of the in the wild in, the in LA. Wild. <laughs> okay. Well, the thing the thing about LA is that um, everybody is like six degrees of well, because it's Los Angeles. Everybody's like three degrees of separation from everyone else, and then in mo- smaller communities like the homosexual community, everybody's like one or two degrees from everyone else. And so you would see that in movies a lot, where you'll be like, oh, everyone in this movie was in the same Comedy Central TV show or the one that one actor went off to do or, you know, it's all just kind of close and they're all in each other's phones. Um, Sammy, you you said you have one. Do you want to predict the future of a character? Yes, I do. Okay, so the one character I was really upset that we didn't get to see any of in the finale, other until the ending, Quinn Fabray. And I'm going to go ahead and make my prediction now. Okay. Quinn Fabray, first female president. First female president. Wow. No, no. Interesting. <laughs> Queen of Bray. She went to an Ivy school, met a nice lawyer frat boy. She became <laughs> a wife. That that is her storyline. Well no, she tried um, that. I remember sorry, she Queen left him for badass feminist. Going places. <laughs> uh, I don't. I don't. I mean, there there was a time. There was a time that I felt that way. But 
Um, yeah. Okay. That, that's how I feel now. Didn't she, you know, choose Puck? Mm-hmm. Did I forget this she did. incorrectly? Well, they kind of... She chose him over the other guy because she was lying to the other guy about where she came from. Yeah. Mm. Eh. <laughs> it's not it's like true. anything she did was that bad. <laughs> Quinn definitely yeah. got short shrift. Oh, yeah, and, no. Uh, he, he he was... I mean, like, the whole reason he got freaked out was because she used to have pink hair. Yeah. Ooh, edgy. <laughs> oh, God. That was, like... Who hasn't had like pink hair? That's true. I totally forgot that episode. So, and that's the thing. Like, that's when it's like, yeah, she had her wild past, so, you know, she's a marked woman now, like... I guess he did have a child. Yeah. I forget that she was she was like that. She's one of those girls. Yeah, so, but like, by the time go. she's old enough to be president, that's not going to be that big of a deal anymore. No. Yeah. No, well, it's, I mean, it's Sue's good. probably the first female vice president, so we do have that. That is. Can I just say that that was the scariest? Like that was the darkest timeline. <laughs> are, are, we, are, we gonna, are we not giving any beautiful help, reference? Hope for wait, wait, Sammy, like, standing on. slow clap. Little bit of hope. You, you get got, the standing, you got slow a standing clap. Standing slow clap for that reference, uh, Jennifer. Would you like to predict the future of a Glee character? Well, I guess the only thing that I would have liked to have seen a little wow. bit more. I mean, we got to see Sam. I still feel like, even though you know he got the the Glee Club, I, I still feel it was like a little like anticlimactic because I think we all knew that was going to happen. Um, because now it's a performing arts school, I wanted to know where Sheldon went. Oh, interesting. It's like, you know, we we saw him go through his transition. We we saw him, you know, go through the hurdles. Like, is now he the leader of the uh, transgender choir? Or, yeah, what was like, it? The... Where, where did he go? Dudes allowed or something? Yeah, I mean, I'm sure he's coaching somewhere, but, you know, is Doodly he in a relationship? Oh, Doodly noted. <laughs> nice. But, like, did... You know, is he in a relationship now? And I mean, I think that's the only one because we got to see this wonderful, you know, glimpse into his life and, you know, his struggles. And it was abbreviated, sure, but it was impactful to see. And I think that they really handled it well. I would have liked to see just a little bit more in Sheldon's future. And I don't even know what that would be. Yeah. That's Um, interesting. I mean, clearly coaching is, you know, his thing. Yeah. But, you know. It does seem everybody's happy. That's yeah. absolutely true. I mean, if I had to pick a character that I wanted to really know, like where they ended up, um, what? Terry. I would love to know where Terry ended up. <laughs> She's now I the wasn't manager. Even say it... Terry, but I told no Terry. Terry married Carl the dentist. And oh my god, <laughs> no, no, I no, she, Terry she married Coach Tanaka. No, no, <laughs> no, 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 oh, Jennifer. The oh my god, I was racing on his name. The the guy that she abused in the linen store. Oh, bamboo, yes, bamboo, uh, yeah. she yeah. married him and she's still Howard a, bamboo. She's still abusing him, <laughs> she's still ruling his oh, life. I would like but to he know actually likes it. He, like he's a closet sadomas. <laughs> it's a closet masochist. Masochist. What were you gonna say, Sammy? I said, "Oh, that's sad." I liked the Carl the Dentist version. <laughs> Which one was Carl the Dentist? He married. Uh, he was John Stamos. John Stamos. Yeah. Oh, how did I forget him? Oh, it was Emma's first husband. Emma's first husband. Yeah. And then okay, so then I know this would have been like a, a pipe dream, <laughs> but I still would have liked to have seen Adina Menzel come back with yeah. you know like a five year old Beth. Or oh, oh, you know what character we need, to, we need to pick up on? Sarah Jessica Parker. 
yeah. <laughs> she's how's fine. vogue.com doing yeah how's vogue.com i don't know i mean it's just like <laughs> like like remember when glee was like such a big show it could attract people like sarah jessica parker and hathaway was legitimately talking about coming on glee well like the, like uh, Ryan Murphy said Bobby absolutely Keegan. Javier Bardem was going to be a rock star who becomes the mentor to Artie. Like wow. that that was that was like confirmed. Yeah. And then Susan Boyle was confirmed at one point too, but she yeah. never came on. Um I would say I I would like to see the future um of obviously it would have to be um Rachel's Rachel's hooker boyfriend. I want to know whatever Brody. happened to Brody. Oh, Brody. What um, happened to Brody? Oh my, Jigolo um, Brody. Yes. Well, what about what about uh, Quinn's daughter? I'm yeah, Beth. Well, that's the thing. It would have been nice to see you know Shelby come back with. Well, I guess if it was five years in the future, so eleven year old or no, ten year old. Well, 10-year-old Beth, or even yeah, Sue's daughter. Sue's, yeah, I kept thinking Sue was going to bring out her daughter. She's like, I have right? one more person to show. And then she went and saw Lauren Potter. She found Je- Becky. Yeah. And I'm thinking, like, what about your daughter? Yeah. Honestly. Maybe I, that was a lie, too. So we should So we should talk about the last number. Uh, it, it did end with what I thought was a really beautiful kind of final moment. Excuse me. Final moment with Sue, where uh, before she, they did "I Lived," where she um, went ahead and gave that really beautiful speech about how courageous it is to put yourself out there the way that the Glee kids did. Um, now, th- the first thing is the group that was watching that. It was very strange to have Terry there. I don't know what Terry was doing. There. Terry yeah, well, didn't know either. Well, she was just around. But yeah, guess, she was just Terry. walking by and happened to match the red white thing. She didn't know like, either because oh, oh, she walks in and she's kind of like looking here. around, like, "What's going on?" <laughs> <laughs> but honestly, I really felt that that lineup needed to have April Rhodes because oh my god, of course, April like owned that theater for one. She did. She did make it possible for them <laughs> to get that. Yeah, well, I think they that, left the celebrity guest stars out on purpose, yeah. and they just wanted it to be like yeah. on purpose, as in they couldn't get them. <laughs> no, I, I really think they could have gotten a lot of them if they'd tried, yeah. but I think they left them out on purpose because they wanted it to be the family, the Glee family. Yeah, for that scene, it would have taken family. like a day of work. They could have flown them in from wherever they are and flown I them think, out. I think... Well, I'm not saying they couldn't have gotten them. Yeah. I think they chose yeah. not to. Yes. You're right. I mean, it would have kind of clouded things. I also would have been interested to see whatever happened to Gwyneth Paltrow's character. Um, Remember that went off together? Less. Her and April... Went they, off they on did. a cruise together, and I'm pretty sure it wasn't it a crime spree they were aiming for. It was something like that. Yeah. Honestly, she was so. Here's my for them. They're probably in jail. <laughs> <laughs> Sammy, you don't do as many drugs as I do because you remember everything. <laughs> <laughs> He's joking. He doesn't do drugs, but you know, keeping this all PG and keeping it PG. Honestly, you know, uh, Holly Holiday, fun in the moment entertaining on the screen the second i look away i totally forget mm. could not care less mm-hmm. i probably care more about the spanish teacher than i do her well first of all no yeah <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, yeah and and second of all he's not busy and you know what she's doing she's writing a blog that makes the rest of the world feel inferior Oh, now we're just talking about Gwyneth Paltrow. <laughs> Is there a difference? <laughs> I don't. I just I find it very two dimensional, and yeah. Well, we're still talking about Gwyneth Paltrow. <laughs> Holly Holiday, Gwyneth Paltrow, whatever. <laughs> let's uh, let's listen to some voicemails. Uh, let's see. Okay, guys, I have sirens now. Oh, now you have, oh drink. 
Uh, <laughs> wait, don't, because oh you'll start forgetting useful facts about Glee. Yeah, somebody's got to keep um, us on point. Somebody's got to keep up. Uh, let's go to South Carolina. <laughs> Hi, Josh and Annette. This is Tiffany from New York with the South Carolina phone number. Oh. And I'm just yes. going to give you my three-word view for the last two episodes. Well done, Glee. And that's really all I'm going to say about it, other than I'm really happy as a fan and satisfied with how everything wrapped up. The rest of this list now is for you guys because I started singly in the middle of the second season and I started listening to Gleeful really soon after that. And one of the things I really liked about the podcast was that it gave us a safe space to talk about this thing that we really liked that our coworkers didn't understand and our family members didn't understand and heck, sometimes we didn't even understand it. And I will say that I continued to watch, especially a lot in the last couple of seasons, because you all continue to talk about it, and I wanted to be part of the conversation. I know that everybody's asking you what your next project is or what your next podcast is, and I just want to say that whatever it is and whenever you do it, I can't wait to listen. Take care, Gleeful. Thanks, thank Tiffany. You, Tiffany. I know it's so funny that you pointed out. Thank you for pointing out just because it shows up as Carolina or South Carolina doesn't mean you're there anymore. And Josh, just <laughs> because everybody keeps their phone number now and they move from state to state to state. And Josh's like, hey, yeah, look, we got a call from such and such. And he's like, opposite side of the country. <laughs> uh, one well, of these days he'll learn. This one may be in Pennsylvania. I don't know. Hi, Josh, Jen, and Ed. It's listener back from Pennsylvania. Yes! And I'm calling to talk about the Glee finale. Um, first and foremost, though, thank you guys so much for all of the time and energy and passion that you've put into this podcast. I'm sure I join everyone else in saying that I'll miss your recaps probably as much as I'll miss the show itself. Um, but moving on to the episodes themselves, I have to say that I have no complaints. Um, I don't think I could have asked for a better, sweeter, more fulfilling ending than the one we got, especially given what the writers had to work with after Corey's passing. Um, on that note, I pretty much lost my damn mind when <laughs> Don't Stop Believing started. Uh, I wasn't expecting it, and um, but I definitely thought it was a really beautiful way to transition from 2009 to dreams to come true, so I was really pleased in that regard. Um, and since I was pretty much unspoiled about all of the music, I was very touched by all the other songs they chose. Even Will and Shoes, uh, Will and Sue's song, excuse me, with The Winner Takes It All, I don't know why that really hit home for me for some reason, but I'm overall. I don't mean to interrupt, but that song hit home because that song's the best ABBA song. It is, but we'll talk about it no, later. <laughs> Oh my god, I have to get everyone gets a happy ending in the future. I don't even sure that Sue would be VP because, you know, I've seen House of Cards and I know that there's a lot worse that we could have for people <laughs> in power in our government. Um, so I'll, I'll take her if we have to. But uh, anyway, I'm really sad to see this end, especially after those episodes being so incredible. But, you know, I guess that's why we have Netflix and DVDs, right? Um, anyway, finally, thank you guys again. It's been a heck of a journey. And I wish you all the very best of luck in your future. Take care. Thanks again, guys. Bye. Thank you. Thank you so much. No, Jen- oh, I have, to, I have to intervene and say that I think Frank Underwood would be a much better vice president than Sue Sylvester because he got things done. But, <laughs> Frank, but so, so did Sue, though. She got things. Things happened. But would Frank Underwood and- coach the Cheerios? As vice, pre- as vice president. 
president? <laughs> I mean, I've actually seen House of Cards, but you asked, you, you, your simple your simple criteria was get things done, and I think Sue got things done. She got Kurt and Blaine back together. Like she got things yeah. things were that that hurt locker didn't build itself. <laughs> but got things done. You know, I'm it's saying. it's yeah. I noticed, uh, and I know I think Jennifer wanted to talk a little bit about Winner Takes It All. Um, you know, these two episodes, 2009 and the final episode, were uh, both written uh, by Ian Brennan, uh, Brad Falchuk, and Ryan Murphy. So the three creators of the show, and they exclusively wrote the first two seasons. That was a really big thing that they did where they wrote, the three of them wrote every episode in the first two seasons. Um, I think what struck me about these last two episodes is that they were both very teacher-heavy. And when those three guys weren't in charge, uh, there were, I feel there was a lot less movement and kind of development in the characters of the grownups. Uh, I, I I think that's interesting that like we that last episode was very heavy on the grownups. Almost, gosh, like a, a solid 50, 60 percent of that episode is Will just being Will, just like yeah. succeeding. And people talking about how great Will was. They really, I remember the very first, very I think it was the first season, uh, the WGA. I went to the WGA and um, saw the three of them do kind of the show from a writer-producer standpoint. Uh, there were no performers there. It was the three of them, and then I think Dante DiLoretto was there. Okay, um, yeah, he was around for a lot of those in the yeah. beginning. And uh, And they really were talking about the show from a writing and creative standpoint. And to them, the show really was about teaching was really about the the power a teacher has uh and so to really bring it back to that you know it was a it was a nice way you know that the last episode being about the kids you know um uh we built this glee club being a lot more about the kids and this really being about education and yeah. kind of bringing it home in that way you jennifer you wanted to mention yeah i just thought um <clears throat> i thought winner takes it all was just such a great kind of cap to this window into the Will and Sue relationship we've, you know, grown to to see and kind of fall in love with over the last couple of episodes. You know, we got to see them do that that other duet together, the eighties <laughs> uh, Final Countdown. Final countdown. The saw that and then seeing them you know finding out that, you know, six years ago they were best buddies and they <laughs> and he chose this over her friendship and I just I thought it was so well done I thought it was a perfect cap to it and you know yes his methods were not always you know smart wise well received he did have the best of intentions from the very beginning and he created something that you know did endure and produced a lot of great things you know friendships and you know, uh, personal growth and just just a lot of good came from it. I know he gets bashed for being a bad teacher and a bad person and a bad husband. And <laughs> we got to see Emma alive. So, yay, not an axe murderer. <laughs> so I just I loved it. I thought it was perfect. Now, the my favorite moment in that sequence is when he walked in. Uh, walked onto the stage and she just gave him the hand. Yes. He was like, hey, did you? And she just stopped. I mean, she's smiling at the same time. And I'm like, wait, Sue doesn't smile lightly. What's yeah. going on? But I wonder, watching that, were they trying to tell us that there was a little latent attraction 
between Sue and Will. Like a lot of that I thought was kind of like, are they trying to say that on this could have gone a different way? I, yeah, on Sue's end, exactly. I, yeah, I never got No, no, I thought, I thought they were trying to set up like, like they're trying to figure out Sue's irrational behavior for being so against Will from the beginning. Like, like we we explained her, we explained that her parents lied to her, and then yeah. that 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 developed her, and then she finally was like starting to she considered Will a friend, and then he betrayed her. So, <laughs> no, in I, her eyes, that's the one. One of the things I took away from two thousand nine was that I finally pinpointed what made Sue hate Will, and that was when he said <laughs> that it was that cheerleading was not that important. I know, and right? Exactly. Rage on Sue's face. That's wow. what started all of this. Yeah. Good point. And that when he, when she's like, "If you do this, we're over, we're through," and I was like, "Okay, that that makes more sense than a green spoon or fork or whatever that was." <laughs> um, I just, yeah, I thought it was, I thought it was really, really great, and like her, her final insult to Brad, <laughs> kicking his chair. Oh, I know. And knocking him over. It's like. Like that's when I thought he was gonna get up and say something. Like, really, people? <laughs> I don't know. It was kind of, and I don't know. Like to me, I just thought it was a beautiful way for her to, you know, concede that you know, it's his now. Yeah. And and, and he he earned it. He won it. Fair and square. So that's cute. That's sweet. I thought it was. Yeah. <laughs> Again, just my take. I agree. Um, so. I agree. Uh, let's let's see. We got we got so many, so we'll get through as many as we can. Hey, Justin, Ed, I'm calling in one last time to give my review of the Glee finale. Overall, it was great, but I do have some issues with the second half of the finale. But let's start with the first hour. I'm glad that 2009 was the first hour of the finale because it was originally supposed to air after the wedding episode. The two hours Interesting. perfectly bookend the series. Since the first half was the part of the pilot we didn't see, it represents the beginning of Glee's jersey. For me, this episode was pretty perfect, and the Finn references made me cry. Now, when I rewatch Glee from the beginning, I will watch 2009 right after the pilot. The second half represents the end, but also the future of the characters with love. Which brings me to my issues with the episode. I'm a little mad that we didn't get to learn what happened to Quinn, Brittany, Santana, Puck, and Mike in 2020. <laughs> I know it's because none of them were supposed to be in the finale and were la- added last minute to the final group number, but it's still frustrating. These characters were there from the beginning and they just deserved a little more respect. But at least they were there. And... I'm very happy to see Rutana again, and they look happy. Because I'm a fan of theirs, I made up my own headcanon for their future, including the fact that Santana is pregnant in the final number. But that's mostly because Naya Rivera is pregnant, and you can kind of see her baby bump. Oh, really? I didn't catch that. I can't talk. Um, The other part of the... Of the second half I didn't like was Sue's storyline, which was ridiculous. I knew had they had to wrap up the character, but that was horrible. And why did they waste screen time on that song? I love Jane Lynch, but she's not the be- that good of a singer. Why, why, why? Um, the only 
two part I enjoyed was her speech at the end, which was beautiful, actually. Other than that, I enjoyed the second half of the finale. It was entertaining and a fitting end to the, the show that I have watched for six years and will miss so much. Well, thanks for listening, and I look forward to hearing what you all thought about the finale, and I wish you the best for the future and hope you do another podcast because I've loved listening to this one. Bye, guys. Thank, Thank you. you. That's very sweet. Thank you so much. <laughs> Um, you guys holding so... it together over there? <laughs> let's go. Uh, nope. Let's... <laughs> <laughs> Aww. Let's, uh... I can see your tears. <laughs> let's get another one here. We'll go out to Tennessee. Hey, guys. My name is Jessica, and I've been a fan of Glee since the pilot. And I've been a longtime listener of the Glee Bowl podcast since about season three, but this is my first time calling in. I figured better late than never, right? This show has meant a lot to me over the years, and as my group of friends lost interest when things kind of ran off the rails, I felt like I had no one to talk to about it anymore. So listening listening to you guys each week has always made me smile, even when the episode plot lines were ridiculous and continuity was, like, all but thrown out the window. <laughs> um, I, I, said I watched the finale live over a bottle of wine on Friday night, and I have to admit, I was kind of disappointed. Um, I looked at it for all the things that I wish they'd done instead rather than accept it for what it is or what it was. I took a night to sleep on it, though, and then I rewatched it through sober eyes, and honestly, I cried my heart out. There were many beautifully wonderful things that happened in the finale, and overall, I feel like it was a satisfying end to the series. But I just wanted to share a few things that I noticed that I wish had been included. I really wish they'd kind of employed the use of flashbacks during Rachel's solo of this time. The lyrics and... Lee and Michelle's execution were absolutely flawless, but I can only imagine how much more impactful that scene would have been if they had shown her singing that song to, you know, mm-hmm. all her friends that made this time so special at McKinley. Um, I also really wish that there had been some actual mention of Finn and Rachel's Tony Award acceptance speech. I mean, Finn was the one who sacrificed his relationship with the love of his wife to put her on the train to New York in the first place. She might not be there today if it hadn't been for him. So I just felt like it was painfully obvious that they omitted that. And it breaks my heart that they didn't include their relationship and his legacy and the impact that he made on her in that speech. Because I really feel like it would have been completely authentic to her character and what he meant to her. Um, Of course, I'm a super always essential fan. So my heart will always be broken about it. Um, and finally, uh, it was really nice to see the main season six cast get to share all their happy endings, but I really wish we'd gotten the chance to check in with all of the originals and see what they're doing now. I know they only had so much time to work with, and obviously everyone came back for the finale performance of I Lived, which was great, by the way. Um, but obviously everybody seemed healthy and happy at the end, so in retrospect, I guess that's all that really matters. Um, so yeah, those were my biggest grievances, not to harp on the negatives, um, but at the end of the day, I'm glad I gave the finale a second chance. After all, one of the overarching messages of Glee as a show was about accepting people for who and what they are, and that should go for the show as well. Thanks, you guys, so much for all the work you put into this podcast over the years. I'm really going to miss it. I look forward to listening to your thoughts on this bittersweet finale episode. Thanks. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. I wanted to weigh in on a couple of things she said. Um <clears throat> I think I agree about the the song that Rachel did, the one that Darren wrote. I think it would have been a lot more powerful if they had used flashbacks of some kind. Like, maybe not, like, 
heavy flashbacks, but a couple of little like ghost shots, you know. Mm. I felt like that was what was really missing for it from it for me. And I also wanted to kind of comment on like how she talked in the beginning about the, the overall thing. And I, I had said in the the uh, voicemail that is no more because I'm here. Um, <laughs> this was the this was the series finale that we needed, even if it wasn't the one that we deserved. <laughs> I mean, I think I think yeah. you're right. Like, I, you know, I'm a, I'm an old, dark, angry, grumpy man, and so I always want to see like you know that that one of the characters is in rehab. But at the end of the day, I mean, no, that's that's not what we wanted, and and I think that it was, you know, they they started that last episode with you know Glee is about opening yourself up to joy. And if anything you're going to take away is the message of this show, it's that if you can find the courage to accept yourself for what you are and to, as I always, I always tell Jennifer, my motto in life is turn into the slide. Um, (laughs) He tells me that all the time. If you can find the courage to do that and you can open yourself up to joy, maybe that is what they're trying to say that like, yes, it is totally absurd that every one of these characters got everything that they ever wanted, but maybe they got it because they, you know, they, they had the courage to go for it and that that was the message that they were trying to tell us. I don't know. I mean, you're right, Sammy. Like, I don't know that I, there, there are, um, there are times where you see an, a, a last episode and you say, you didn't earn that. Like, I always had that line where I'm like, I'm watching a TV show crying and I'm like, you didn't earn these tears. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, Glee kind of earned the tears. I don't know. It's like they didn't. There were seasons of this show that didn't earn these tears. But in the end, they got the Did tears. Did anyone and... else have a mini panic attack in the beginning of that episode when first all of a sudden randomly they win nationals? Yes. Randomly, Will gets called in to take over. Did anyone else have like the Roseanne panic attack? That oh my god, this is all going to turn out to be a dream. Oh my god. <laughs> well, okay. I don't know if I said this aloud or if we talked about it. If it came out during, um, you know, one of our podcasts, maybe a couple weeks ago. But like, I had this flash of thinking that the whole thing is, you know, Rachel actually went insane from all the bullying in high school, and she's like in a straitjacket, in a padded room, <laughs> talking to her therapist. And this is what was supposed to be. And like, and like it was going to be, all, it was going to be this all like crazy, delusional See, reality. Yeah, but he's not that twisted. That's I, was, I, was, I was, y'all, he is that twisted. But I was nervous. <laughs> he's dark. When, it, when 2009 started, I was nervous that they were not doing a different perspective of the pilot, but doing a, like redoing the pilot sans Finn. And I was like, oh my God, do not do that. And I'm glad they didn't. Although, I mean, Bart, in a different situation, that, that could have been an interesting plot. But in this situation, that would not have been okay. <laughs> uh, let's let's or, catch you. Well, it would, well it, would have been, it would have been kind of interesting, uh, a pilot without Rachel. That would have been, that would have been interesting. That for would real. have been interesting. Oh, wow. Yeah, I mean, if the show kept running, we might have even had time for all those crazy... Like, when a show runs forever, you start doing really crazy stuff. Uh, Let's catch a couple more voicemails here. Hi, this is Jessica Frey, and I'm calling in for the last time because it's the finale, and I'm still in, I think it's the denial stage of the five stages of grief. (laughs) It it hasn't hit me yet. But um, so I just want to say, like, 
this finale, I'm so happy. And just the format they did it, it kind of reminded me of the Parks and Rec finale. I just, I love seeing kind of like, kind of them redoing the pilot and then the whole like time jump. So it's like, we all, we got to see how we like touch each of our main characters' lives and in, in that way. And so it was like, it was so perfect just in all of that. Um, <laughs> and I, ah. Uh, I love the whole, like, Jonathan Grove and Rachel getting together. I mean, so it was kind of, like, a very good constellation for, obviously, Finn not being there. And then Sam was the new Finn. The only thing that I was, like, a little bit confused about is I was, like, why isn't Roderick there? He's my favorite 3, 3.0. He wasn't. Where I had the same he? thought. And once I realized that he had graduated with Kitty, <laughs> um, and then I saw him at the little Tony party for Rachel. Ugh. So, I don't know. It's... I thought it was like perfect, and I cried a little bit less than I thought I that I would. But once Rachel started singing Dan Chris's song, it was done. It was over. Um, <laughs> tears were coming. So I really enjoyed this episode. I thought it wrapped up the show like perfectly, and everyone like had the little moments. I would have liked a little bit more Quinn, but I understand like maybe they couldn't get her or whatever. But um, it was great. So I can't wait to listen to the podcast for the last time, oh, I guess. Or, but I don't know. I'm really I'm excited to hear you guys' thoughts. Bye. Have a good day. Thank you. That was really sweet. Um, Maybe we should listen to a little bit of this time. Of this time? Yeah, let's listen to it. That's a great idea. Let's listen to a little bit of this. We can end on I Lived, but... Yeah, we'll definitely end on... Well, yes, we'll definitely end on I Lived. Let's listen to a bit of this time. Uh, And this is a super long song that they cut down extremely um so it is it what's that they played the entire song they did all five minutes of it oh wow it felt super cut down all right well then uh again you don't drink as much as i do uh this here is this time performed by by leah michelle and written by darren chris here on the khalifa podcast they show these halls I've walked a thousand times Heartbreaks and valentines Friends of mine, oh no I look at everything I was And everything I ever loved And I can see how much I've grown And though the mirror doesn't see it It's clear to me I feel it I can make it on my own I'm not afraid of moving on or letting go It's just so hard to say goodbye to what I know I know This time no one's gonna say goodbye
I agree with you, Sammy. The first time it was a little rough, but I've listened to it a couple times since, and I do I do like it a lot more. I think it's a pretty fitting way to go out on that character, and and to go out with an original, I think is I don't know. It just seems better than like another Streisand number, Jennifer. Yeah, it's it's so it's so personal. And again, like listening to the lyrics, I think if I listened to it out of context, I'd be like, this is a little on the nose. But I think it's it's so beautiful. And I don't know if it's just because we've heard her sing, like we've 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 studied and you know heard Leah Michelle's voice for the last six years. That's true. There's a different quality. I don't know. It's like. Um, there's like a, a fragility or something in this performance. Um, it just seems so incredibly personal. And, you know, it's everything. It's not just what the character's going through. It's what she's going through as an actress and what she's been through as an actress. And it's just... And I'm getting teared up again. <laughs> but I just... It's you really You me crying the entire song. <laughs> I know, no. I was, I was going to say... And, you know, of course, I can see Sammy across the computer here. And thank goodness our camera isn't working because I'm a blubber, blubbering <laughs> idiot right now. Well, and this kind of goes back to what I was saying about kind of the importance of having the setting 2009 up before this finale is because you have moments like this and she talks about, I know where, or like I've seen where I've been, this where, I'm, where I am now and all of my mistakes. And kind of having that episode before that, you kind of like remember who Rachel was yeah. when the show started, who everyone was when the show started, and where they are now. And so I felt like that was actually really important. That's true. Yeah. Uh, okay, I'm just telling you guys right now, I'm not going to get to all these voicemails. We still have, like, way more. So I'm going to play a couple more. And, uh, you play Joey's baby? We could... Um... Uh, I don't know which one is hers. I will see if I can find it. Uh, but let me... Um... Okay. Let me play a couple more, and we'll, we'll we'll get to as many as we can, I promise. Hi, this is Jessica Frey, and I'm calling oh. in. So you already played that one. one, so perfect. So there's that's one less. <laughs> okay. That is true. <laughs> hey, guys, this is Sarah, and I'm calling in with just a very quick final thought on the Glee finale, since I already gave my long spiel a couple episodes ago, which is this. Uh, Gage and Believer is the clean duet I didn't know I was waiting for them to sing. <laughs> Absolutely perfect. I loved it. I'm going to go buy it now. Uh, and I will let others um, chime in because I've uh, talked a lot on this show. So um, looking forward to your final podcast. And uh, I anticipate there will be a lot of crying. Talk to you later. Bye. That was very sweet. Hey, guys, and uh, this is listener Blake from Milwaukee. I used to tell in earlier, a couple of years ago, but I just I had to stop calling and had just kept forgetting what you guys recorded. So, um, I actually called to first of all say that was amazing and immediately I, I was crying at the end. It was really emotional. But I also wanted to say goodbye to you and um, thank you for everything. I joined the show somewhere around season three. And um, I worked with security in 34, and I went back and listened to the entire run and kept missing episodes since. And um, thank you. And um, I'm, I'm sad that it was over. I was prepared for the end, and I was prepared to think about you guys. But now that I'm doing it, I'm actually starting to drip a little bit. So um, thank you. 
and um, hope everything is well to you, everything goes well in your lives. And I might ask you about it in the most of the gleeful, just because you guys are so awesome and it's <laughs> been such you. a fun ride for the last few years. Um, so thank you so much and forever and forever be a gleek, no matter what. Don't stop believing, guys. Bye. <laughs> Right. Yeah, we we should Thank we should you. do like a Gleek forever. I re- we'll have to keep Fam Glee alive in some way. <laughs> Here's another one. Hey guys, this is Michelle, aka Shilaria. It's been a long time. Um, I'm still catching up on episodes on the podcast, so I can't comment on the end. But I did. I saw that you guys were doing your very last podcast, and I wanted to say thank you so much. It's been very entertaining and informational, and it's really helped me see the show in lots of different ways that i would have missed otherwise so thank you guys very much take care bye thank you that was really sweet yeah. <laughs> they're all hey, so sweet listener steven here in tampa florida i feel like a friend has died um i've cried so much to where i needed to rewatch for the thing i missed after three viewings it's not any easier i know i sound insane and i need to get a grip but uh, this show has meant a lot to me, uh, only after coming out um, two years after 2009. Um, it was a long time ago, it seems. But um, learning to live openly and honestly was a big deal, and Glee made my new life easier to get used to, giving me a fresh perspective on that and other social issues beyond my own. I now have a wonderful partner, a career, a house, and two dogs. My kind of cliche gay life is wonderful, and I have the best soundtrack possible for it. Um, as many sharks, whales, and giant sea squids, the show has jumped, as another <laughs> caller put it a few weeks back. I stuck around like many of you had, and I'm glad I did. There were still uh, there were still more stories to tell and lessons to teach us, Um but overall, it taught me to be brave, be open, and to keep singing, no matter what. The last song, I Lived, was perfect to go out on, and I've seen almost everyone back for the dedication of the Finn Hudson Theater was the perfect bow on this two-hour package. Uh, the last shot we got of everyone was on the stage with their heads bowed, as if they were our perfect little toys going back into the toy chest in perfect order. We know each one will always be there for us by way of digital video and albums if you want to hear another song. All we have to do is hit play, and the stage lights will turn back on, the heads will lift, and we can all sing together again. Thank you to the cast of Glee, its producers and crew, who drive us nuts. Uh, but most of all, thank you, Gleeful Podcast, for sharing the Glee with us. Bye, guys. Well... All right, let's just keep going. Yeah. <laughs> Peter Guizla, Andre 39.6, calling in about the Glee finale. Um, I'm going to try to season one, Rachel, since uh, there was definitely a heck of a lot um, in both of these episodes. Um, so right off the bat, 2009, um, I loved how much Kurt there was. And I felt really, really bummed seeing how he was coping with, you know, depression and suicidal thoughts and all that. And it was really different seeing um, Kurt kind of reverted back to his season one, you know, a little gruff, very, very, um, <laughs> it's, it's interesting seeing how much he's grown over the season. Um, his delivery on Kurt needing to join something was a little bit harsh, but, you know, he was scared about losing his son and everything, so it did make a lot of sense to me, um, and it was, you know, he was scared. Um, Leah's tan and eyebrows 
threw me off more than how much Chris Colfer has changed over the years, <laughs> uh, to be totally honest. Um, it was just weird. Um, but Popular brought, really brought back, like, the original, like, Lee Magic. Like, it just made me so happy to watch, and I was really glad it was the last time I'll very do it. Um, Eat or Be Eaten, this is show choir. So perfect. And this season one, Rachel Berry. Um, Schuster loved Artie's totally inappropriate performance. Shocker there. Um, Terry's line about the gap between who you are and who you think you are was absolutely perfect. And it was why I was so glad to see her again. Um, I felt really good. Oh, and then Joey got cut off. Uh, but no, Terry's Aww. line about the distance between who you are and who you think you are and how far that is, is uh, how happy you are. Yeah. Like, that like <laughs> that, that was, that was like an arrow in the wrong spot. That was, <laughs> that was like a terrifying realization because I think we both kind of like, we, we both stopped looking at the screen and started looking off into space and trying to... Yeah, trying to calculate it. our distances. Yeah, we both kind of we like, like, I'm going to need a minute on that I'm one. I'm not ready for this. This is like too much, too much reality. Uh, Joey's baby said she left two voicemails, by the way. Yes, I have Aww. the other one right here. Yeah, here hey, guys, go. it's oh, Joey's okay. baby again. Um, I know I just literally just left you a message, but I just really quickly wanted to say thank you because I know it's your last podcast um, for entertaining me during so many study halls and so many <laughs> drives to and from college and everywhere and I just thank you because you guys are the only podcast I've ever been able to stick with and I'm going to miss you guys a lot so uh, thank you bye uh, so here's a question and, and and maybe you know Sammy uh, uh, who is Joey I have been meaning to ask her that forever because I know her real name and okay. it is not in that name He's not so Joey. I've been meaning to ask the origin <laughs> of that for a very long time well I there you go that. well Sorry. Joey's baby you have to email me and tell me you who. have to explain there we go. Okay. Um, all right. Here's here's another one. Hey, Gleason Podcast and Josh, Jen, and Ed. This is listener Michael from Florida. This is my first time calling, so I'm going to try and make it short. Um, just finished the Glee series finale, and I am filled with lots of emotion. It's hard to believe that this long six-year journey has finally come to an end. But I just wanted to say that you guys have been the most amazing podcasters ever. Um, I listen to some other Glee podcasts, but y'all's is probably the best one. Um, it's been nice getting to know y'all for all these years. And I'm going to miss hearing y'all every week. Hopefully, this won't be the end for you guys. And hopefully, there will be another journey. So... Yeah. So, I, I really don't know what else to say. Um, okay. Well, thank you. Yeah. Thank no, you I, very much. See, I, <laughs> I wanted to much. add, because Josh and I have joked around a couple of times about, like, you guys doing future podcasts, but I have to say, if you guys ever really do an Empire podcast, <laughs> I am so on board I can't even, I can't, no. I watched oh, yeah. 10 episodes of that yesterday. That's uh, very fun Most show. of the first season. Yeah. And I, oh, the finale is fantastic. So tell me, I'm watching that after this. I mean, oh, talk go. about, you know, just off the rails batshit crazy. <laughs> it's, and the thing is, it's like, I think it would be super fun to do, but mm. I don't know if it 
would warrant this level of discussion. <laughs> Be like, so Jennifer, is Cookie still crazy? Cookie's still crazy. Boo Boo Kitty's still crazy. They're all still crazy. All right, moving on. Okay, no, no, no. This is Sonia from Minnesota. I hope this uh, comes through all right. I'm on speaker. I have a seven-word review. Rejoice and hallelujah, for we are free. <laughs> also, one final thought. I believe we are fully allowed to completely ignore all the parts of Glee we didn't like, because it's not like they respected their own continuity. Drop plot lines, uh, inconsistent characterizations, complete contradiction of past canon, all over the place. So... As long as it still fits in with that universe, let's just imagine anything we want to happen. It still makes sense. Brittany's an astronaut. That's what fans should say. Okay, that's all. Bye. Bye. Oh, Sonia, I love you. Uh, let's go to... Let's hear that. That's what fanfiction is for. Hello, Josh, Jen, and Ed. This is Clint from Ohio. I have been with you guys from the Idol Review, then followed you to Gleeful, a Glee Aww. podcast. Unfortunately, Aww. I'm not very articulate, so I will leave you with my three-word review of Gleeful, a Glee podcast. Oh, my God. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. All right. Much. Well, <laughs> that was sweet. That was sweet. That was really sweet. Um, all right. Uh, I mean, could we just do like a, like just like post an episode that's just all the remaining voicemails? I'll 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 just add, let's um let's let's say some final words and then I'll put all the emails on the end so that everybody can have the last word. And I apologize, we just got so many, so I'll just post them after we kind of say goodbye. But um, but yeah, I think uh, it, are there any final words on on these episodes before we move on? Is there anything else anybody wants to say about the episodes? Ed, anything else you got? I I'm very happy with the finale. Like it was, it it was it's a lot better spot than I would have expected. Than <clears throat> so very good job, Jennifer. Any final words on the finales? You know, I think I was prepared to say you know that was satisfying, but it was so much better than that, and I wasn't prepared. <laughs> um, so thank you for giving us something to make us think we weren't crazy for sticking around for six years. That's a great way to put it. Uh, Sammy, final words on the finales? I'm prepared. I have the rest of my non-existent voicemail. <laughs> and I really want to share it. Okay, so it looks like we're at the end of an era for Glee and for us. But it was a hell of a ride. I got six seasons, a concert, a movie, a Darren Chris concert. Two concerts. I met Chris Colfer at a book signing. Oh, wow. And got to spend a whole lot of time with you guys. And made a bunch of awesome friends along the way. What other show can boast experiences like that? As the last song said, with every broken bone, I swear I live. And doesn't that just sum up the Glee experience? <laughs> that's really, that's, yeah, you pretty much hit it. You know, it's, it's, um, there's like two more things I want to talk about before we go. And I'm not sure which order we're going to go to them. So I'm just going to dive right in. Um, and I'm going to say... I've never, I've never missed someone that I've never met the way I miss Corey. 
and I'm gonna I'm just I'll keep it short but it just is sad like it's so sad like because we were there like the, all of us everybody here all you guys listening everybody that's like live every you know the four of us like we were there like watching him and I and I had these moments <laughs> watching 2009 just thinking like I was gonna go see his band. Like, yeah. I was going to go see him do, like, a really crappy Nicholas Sparks movie. He sat in our like, bar stool at our favorite bar. Like, you know, I just, I don't know why. And and because his character, like, Finn, was, Finn and I have, like, zero in common. And yet, we have a lot kind of in common. Like, I was not on the football team. I was a cheerleader. That's a true story. Um, but, like, Finn has no reason to want the life that he wants. So Finn was, Finn was my in. And so, um, I was watching the show and I just realized like, I really miss this person I never met before. So I just wanted to kind of like take one last moment before we go, just to really just miss Corey and that we were robbed and that that was really sad and it's okay for it to still be sad. That's kind of what I keep thinking about. Like it's okay that it's still sad. Like, the show was forever changed, and we definitely got a different Glee than I think we ever really wanted, like, or expected, you know? It wasn't what Glee was planned to be. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I just, yeah, I couldn't let it go without just one more saying. Like, I just miss the, I, it just makes me sad, you know? I, I, it's I miss harder Corey. knowing how it was supposed to end. Yeah, exactly. Like we do. Exactly. Knowing that he was supposed to be there. Yeah, and what it was supposed to be exactly like what what was planned and and just going out without him it just there was always those last three seasons like there was always something missing and it was a very specific something like and it wasn't that like they couldn't work out his contract and he didn't come back there were just moments it's so rare in a movie or a TV show where you just can't bring it back like you're just stuck with what you have now and that's there's not a lot of TV shows you can look at where they couldn't they couldn't replace that character yeah. it was just gonna have to be what it was or if they couldn't they didn't last three more seasons exactly like yeah. that that was the other thing yeah and and for me like i said in the beginning yeah, they had that in the west wing yeah yeah and, right. and, and but that I was the last season yeah but in for me it was just really hard watching you know leah and Corey. and i was like oh my god falling in love and yeah. you know not just their characters but these people and I think, you know, now that I'm, you know, older and married and it's like the, the prospect of losing somebody like that so young is, you know, very sad. Yeah, very sad. I was reading about, like, I was reading about, I don't know how I went on like a Wikipedia and like a internet spiral reading about his last couple of days and just, yeah, yeah, it's just really what it's become. So I just wanted to send one last out kind of like love for for Corey yeah. and what what we lost and and you know it's just a it's just crappy yeah but um but yeah you know i think it's it's time like final final thoughts on uh final thoughts on gleeful i think like well, i'm not saying this is the absolute last episode ever but this is the last time we're yeah. gonna have an episode to discuss this yes. is the last time gleeful's gonna be gleeful um that's not what i meant uh this is the last time cheery, this promise. is the last time the podcast is going to be the podcast that we've been doing for 177 episodes um it it, it will 
if we continue talking about Glee, it will change. If we start talking about something else, it, that will obviously change it. Um, if we run I into have, any of the cast in our neighborhood, we'll, you know. We'll bring them on the show. Absolutely. Uh, if, uh, you know, and, and I have every intention of continuing to podcast with Jennifer and Ed uh, if, there, if, if there's any possible way. So um, final thoughts on Gleeful. Uh, Sammy, you kind of shared yours already, but if you have any other final thoughts on Gleeful before we go, uh, now is the time. Thank you, guys. Thank you. I mean, I, I, I went through my whole list earlier, but really, I told you last week that I was going through a really hard time when I discovered the podcast, and I've made so many friends, and I count you three as friends as well, and I just really appreciate everything you've done and sticking <laughs> with it till the very end, because so many people, I mean, if you look back, like, what, four years ago, there were, like, how many Glee podcasts? <laughs> you guys, the, you guys were the ones that stuck it out, and you guys are the ones that built this audience, and we all love you and thank you. We're the last Gleek standing. <laughs> I think it's like oh us. God. I think it's like us and Sarah and Amy. No, no, no. You're the best Gleek standing. Aww, thank you. Thank you. That's very sweet. Ed, final thoughts on Gleeful? Um, it's like it's just so amazing. Like to think, I don't know. I feel like like so much has changed for me like just in life and then the show has been like I think I'm a little bit like I don't I haven't accepted that Glee's over because Glee's like I know in some capacity it's it's not something like it went from something I was like excited to see every week and then it was like as you know the the season's waned on and (laughs) now now I don't I don't I don't know Uh, like probably my mind's thinking that it's like a like a like a hiatus like it's another uh three month four month or the, yeah. the ridiculous break between season five and season yeah, six. Yeah, just another break, right? right? Another 18-month like, break. Like, I, I think it's going to really impact me when when I'm like, when Josh is not texting me ever to do a show. It's like, <laughs> oh. I'm like, oh, yeah, I did. Like, it's so, it's so, it's so weird. That's um, so funny. When, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. It's, it's, I, yeah. It, it, this has been amazing, and it's, it's crazy. It's crazy. Like, when you think about... There's people who have emailed or emailed them. Like, I, didn't someone say they climbed Mount Kilimanjaro listening to us? Which we were not worthy of your iPod earbuds at that point. Um, it's just so crazy. Um, yeah. I, I don't know. It, I, I, I'm, I'm excited for what's next. I just don't know what it is. I'm yeah. excited for whatever, whatever is to come. We'll talk, Jennifer. Yeah, I'm I'm still just a ball of emotion right now, but uh, it's all good. Um, I think the thing for me is, you know, when we set out to do this, it was like, oh, this will be cool, and it's it's new, and it's hot, and it's edgy, and, <clears throat> you know, it's kind of like an ego fest for us, because we get to hear our voices, and we get to talk endlessly. But the We fact, are super But the fact that people showed up, and not only showed up, but, you know then opened up to us and, 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 and shared their experiences. And, and that is just the most incredible and moving thing for me. So thank you, each and every one of you who have, you know, listened and, and shared. And even if you only shared in your mind, in your internal dialogue, like Tina talking to herself, because totally. we all do it. Thank you. If you if, even if you never took, you know, even even if, you know, you were... Uh, too shy to call or email. Thank you. Yeah, you know, it's it's funny. I've thought a lot about what we would do next. 
um, you know, pick another TV show, uh, keep talking about Glee, um, something, you know, different. And it really just comes down to there was nothing like Glee. And you can't just pick another show. Like, I'd love to do Empire. Empire will never be Glee. Like, I would love to do, I would love to just do a podcast where we talk about Smash every week. Um, There will, Smash will never be Glee. Like, this show, it sounds so cheesy, and I, I, I hesitate to even say it, but in a way, like, Glee chose us. And it sounds so goofy, but we saw this thing, and we just wanted to talk about it, and then you guys all came, and it all became something bigger than any of us. And not, I mean, Gleeful Podcast is just a part of this larger community. Like, Glee became a phenomenon and it became a cultural conversation and it became this thing that, like, everybody listening to, it was like 22 people to, listening to us droll on on a Sunday night live <laughs> For two after hours. almost two hours in. It's incredible. And it really, we can't recreate what happened here. And that's kind of awesome. Um, You know, I've done a a ton of really random, unnecessary creative crap in my life. um, And I've never experienced anything like this. And the camaraderie and the family and the, you know, getting to talk to Ed for an hour every week. Like, I've never experienced anything like this. And so I just, you know, to everybody who's listening, like, you know, it... I, I listen to a lot of podcasts and you do have this weird uh, connection to the person like like where if you met them on the street, you feel like you'd be able to just start a conversation halfway through uh, and and you have that you have that. And so I know that like we kind of have that for you. But then I've met listeners and like I have it the other way. Like yeah. like we, we met Haley and was just like, Haley, like. I've never seen you in person, but we can totally just have this conversation for two hours. Like, and totally did. Um, And like with Rachel and Sammy and Michael David and, you know, Wes, who I've talked to on the phone. And I hope hears this in some way that I love the crap out of you. And, you know, it's just like we had, we had some really awesome experiences with listeners and, um, and it goes both ways. Like, just know that like you mean so much to us. Like the fact that you exist is amazing, but just the fact that you chose Glee and that we were a small part of the experience you got to have with that show is so amazing. So, um, so that's just awesome. Uh, Oh, that's funny. (laughs) I just saw KQ. KQ just wrote, that means I'm the Tina of gleeful listeners. I never called in or anything, but I watched the episodes thinking, oh, Josh is going to hate that. He probably (laughs) did. Uh, And that's true. Like we have all the people that like in the chat room, like Tiffany and Kay that we only ever see in the chat room, like Daryl and, and um, I'm not, not mentioning you guys, but I know like, like Kathy, who's always in the chat room and tweets me. Um, Typo. And Typo and Sergio, yeah. and I'm gonna forget so Maybe many of you guys. Call Joey's but baby, but she calls in. Joey's baby, yeah. So, um, so yeah, it's it's really I've never I've never done anything like this, and it was really, it's uh, yeah, it'll never it'll never happen again. So, Jennifer wanted to say Jennifer wants to say something. I have one I final up final, final thing <laughs> to say that um, Ed and I got off easy. Because we have the amazing Josh to organize this all for us. Not only does he, you know, 
cue up the music, he he does all the recording, he figures out all the technical issues, he posts it. <laughs> he keeps us focused during it. I mean, it sounds like we're having a ca- casual conversation, I'm sure, but Josh is like, you know, pulling all the strings in all the different directions at the same time of, you know, giving this this uh, this show so much thought and consideration and heart and Thank you, Josh. Well, thank you. <laughs> well, I, I just wanted to say, too, that, like, because I was listening to all the old episodes, and um, it's funny because, like, we all have a role to play. <laughs> you know, like, I kind of function as the host, but honestly, like, Jennifer is the host of this show <laughs> because there's the host, the host job is for everyone to have, like, something that they always love. Like, uh, the reason a host exists joy. is to have something that they always love. And Jennifer is really the the host of this show. And Ed, like, like Ed was like our X Factor. Like, oh. Ed was like the heart at the center of the podcast that, like, always bled a little too much and loved a little too hard and <laughs> shouted a little too loud. Believed long and, after we all And loved couldn't. the 2.0s for absolutely no reason, even though they were horrible. <laughs> and, I mean, this show, like... There, we will never recreate the magic, partially because of Glee, but also, like, it was just, like, you know, it was a perfect combination. Uh, and, and so, you know, I, but, like, Ed, you are worth, it's worth saying that, like, you were the reason Gleeful works. Yeah. Because Jennifer and I, like, we do this all the time. Like, <laughs> like you could just throw a, a microphone in our car and you'll pretty much get Gleeful without Ed. Um, but... but- Ed, your your unwavering enthusiasm and joy, oh, and your disturbing <laughs> knowledge of music is kind of. Like, <laughs> I'm like, I am so uncool. I did, yeah, I didn't know who Genuine was. Okay, I'm sorry, but <laughs> but you know, thank I'm you. I'm judging you a little for that. So yeah, go ahead. <laughs> I judge myself even more. So yeah. So I mean, it. I don't know. Like, I just, I just always wanted to. Um, uh, I just want to tell you, Ed. Like you, you, you are, you, like you're gleeful to me. Like to oh me, God. Ed is gleeful. Um, that said, everybody who writes me and they're like, Ed's my favorite. Screw you, because <laughs> I'm here. And <laughs> we're from an outside all perspective, I have to say that between the three of you, you guys have this like perfect like triangle of personality. <laughs> <laughs> Well, thank you. Thank, and thank you. you, Sammy, for joining yes. us as much as you did. Yes. Uh, so, thank you for having me. Of course. Um, well, so we've done this a million times, and I am going to request that you uh, say that you will be shining down all over the world except for the monster strikes. Or if you uh, haven't, uh, unless you have a special catchphrase. Oh, or well, oh look, look, I can see his face. He's like, oh, the he's pressure. so excited. <laughs> he's trying to think no, of something good. No, I'll, uh, do, I'll, do, I'll do that one. That, that's so the fan. The for fan one game. final time, for the. Uh, Wow, I was just about to say I don't review. I swear to God, I was going to screw it up on the last time. 
the last freaking time I was gonna screw it up. And and all right, we don't edit this, so <laughs> we don't edit it. You're gonna hear it all. Nope. I would tell you what the Twitter is, but if you've listened for two and two hours and three minutes, you know what the Twitter is. For the Gleeful Podcast with Josh, Jen, and Ed, I'm Josh. I'm Jen. Shining down all over the world before the monsoon strikes. (laughs) (laughs) And Sammy, thank you for joining us on this last episode. Thank you. Good night, everyone. You're welcome. Good night. Good night. All right, so I'm going to tack the voicemails on here on the end. Uh, and thank you, everybody, for leaving voicemails. If I did not get to yours, it's simply because we ran out of time. No judgment on the quality of your voicemail. I was practically picking them at random. So uh, here we go. Hi, this is Michelle from Chicago. I've been listening to you guys since, I think, season two and watching Glee from the very beginning. Um I just finished watching the last episode, and I just, I know it was kind of cheesy and total fan service, but it's just like a hug and a goodbye, and I loved it. Um, and I just want to say that I believe, I probably speak for everyone that's still listening to you, that we will miss you equally as much, if not more, studying Miss Glee. You guys have been part of the reason I personally have watched the last couple of seasons and stuck stuck through watching Glee and felt like we've been the only ones. But it's been nice to know that I'm not alone. And I just want to say thank you to the bottom of my heart, from the bottom of my heart, to the three of you. Um, You've been part of my podcasting diet, and I would love for you guys to do really anything just so I could listen to your commentary. Maybe you could do um, five-word reviews of just things going on in pop culture. That's an idea. Um, but again, just thank you and good luck in whatever you do in the future. Hey, Josh, Jen and Ed. Um, I'm Jen. I'm at Jay McKelvey on Twitter. Uh, so I'm a first time caller and a long time listener. Um, I love this show and I'm going to miss having your show to look forward to every week. Uh, recently it's been my favorite part of Glee, honestly. Um, although the 2009 episode of Glee, I thought it was really tasteful, uh, tastefully done considering Cory Monty's dying. Um, but I have to admit, I loved seeing that Sue and Will, uh, were longtime friends, which seems very odd to me, but anyways, I loved it. Um, also, I totally freaked out when I heard the start of Kurt and Rachel singing Popular from Wicked. Um, as for the last episode, I found it a little confusing, flashing between the five years in the future and three months in the future. At least that's what I'm assuming. Um, not being a Clay fan, I must admit, I was slightly hoping they'd be divorced. Um, I didn't really understand what was the point of both Kurt and Lane singing with the kids. 
But anyways, I just thought it was really dumb. All in all, though, um, it was a great ending episode, just seeing race, uh, Jesse and Rachel uh, together at last. Anyways, thanks, you guys. Uh, really going to miss you. Um, have a great show. Harsh, hey, Josh Harsh. and Ed. This is listener <laughs> Emily, and this is my final three-word review. It was great. I mean, the episodes weren't perfect, but... They made me feel all kinds of feelings, and this show, the crazy roller coaster that it's been of highs and lows, it went out with wish fulfillment, which I know some people were not too happy about, but it's, it's what I wanted. I have sat through so many finales where the writers just say, screw you, fans, we're killing everyone, or doing something completely off the wall, and basically a disservice to the fandom. So... While it was over the top and a little bit fanficky, I really liked the finale. My only criticism would have to be the last number in Dreams Come True. I Lift is an okay song. It's not bad, but it's not epic. Given the hundreds or thousands of songs they could have chosen from to be Glee's last song, I don't think I Lived quite lives up to what it could be. I also really wanted them to do Don't Stop Believing one last time. That would have made this go from great to perfect. But still, love the episodes. Can't wait to hear this final podcast live. Thank you guys so much for all that you do, and have a great show. Bye. What about Hi, this for is that listener one. Patrick. I am the gayest straight 41-year-old man ever. <laughs> I love Glee. I love musicals. I'm actually in a an ensemble of Evita right now that's a rehearsing. I'm just crazy. Anyway, I'm a long-time listener, first-time caller. Usually I'm behind on watching Glee because I, I, I saved it for a few weeks, and I decided to catch up just so I could leave this message for you guys. First of all, you all are so great. I love that you hold Glee to such a high expectation, and it's because you love it just as much as all the fans do, and that's what a real fan does. Um, and that's why it's so clear you love Glee. You really stuck with it, and I, I appreciate you guys for that. All right. I loved these final two episodes, although I thought there was way too much Terry in the 2009 episode. I think it was less of her. Uh, just some quick observations. Why does uh, Will hit Brad uh, before that one uh, Glee Club meeting? Um, and then you see Brad, if you rewind, it does kind of a WTF kind of motion, which is, I thought was funny. Another observation. Why is the third place team always so happy to be third place? Right. I've been in third place teams before, That's and you're so not true. happy. You lost. It's not fun. <laughs> uh, uh, I loved uh, the songs. I especially loved uh, The Winner Takes It All because I'm a huge ABBA fan, and I can't believe this is only the second time they've done an ABBA song. Um, the final thing here about the observations is, why is Terry there at the end? And did you see Emma's face when Terry does an extended hug with Will? It's kind of hilarious. I loved seeing that last song, and I watched it three times and loved it and cried a little bit. It was wonderful. I do want to... Uh, do a quick and defensive Will. To me, the entire Glee thing was the story of Will, and I'm biased because I'm a teacher, and I teach, uh, I, I coach a speech team, uh, which isn't very different from a Glee club. Um, lots of outcasts and weirdos. We're, we're just always on the outside and fringes, but we create something really special. My coach uh, made me want to be a teacher myself, and I think that's what I see in Glee. Before I end, I just want to paraphrase uh, the end of one of my favorite movies, uh, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, when Willy asked Charlie, do you know what happened to the man who got everything he wanted? And Charlie says, what? And Willy says, he lived happily ever after. And that's 
what apparently is going to happen with our Glee kids. And hopefully that's what happens with you, Josh, Jen, and Ed. I love you guys. I'm going to miss you so much. And I just want to say thank you. But, um, uh, Patrick, if you're still listening, you should email me and we should become best friends. I just, I'm just putting that out there. I don't know anyone else in Houston. I have no reason to go to Houston, but uh, email me and we're going to become best friends. Uh, listener Jonathan here. Um, I just wanted to uh, give my three cents worth on the finale. As when uh, I saw Terry and our glue gun, I knew we were in good hands. Um, and I thought Rachel basically turned into Shelby with a Tony. Um, and if you fast forward 16 years from the Clayne child's birth, are we going to see a return of Glee, but with Leah Michelle in the Dina Menzel role? It's a great idea. Something you think about anyway. Uh, Principal Schuster? Eh, I guess bad things happen, or good things happen to bad people. I don't know. Um, I like the Finn Hudson uh, Memorial Auditorium. Very nice touch. And I just wanted to thank you all for the gleeful moments that you've all given us. Thank you very much, and I will miss you. Bye. Josh, I have to add in here that uh-huh. um, Joey's baby told me last night, she was like, do you realize that Kurt and Blaine's baby has already been on the Tony stage? And I started laughing. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> hey, Josh, Jen, uh, this is listener Andrew calling from Michigan for the first time. I figured what better time than now after I just watched the series finale. So I thought the 2009 episode was really good. I loved how it focused on the original five. Um, and then the second hour, the second hour was the same thing. It focused more on the original five, and I, I really liked that. And even, even the Sue and Will stuff, you know, I was, I was fed up with Sue. She, she was extremely annoying this season, but this episode she was fine. I didn't mind her, and, you know, I know everyone hates Will, but I hope that, uh, I think Will was fine this episode as well. I think, you know, it, it was just a perfect finale. I think the music was a little mediocre, but I'll take, you know, I'd rather have mediocre music and good writing versus the other way around, which which is what we has been this season and, and in a lot of episodes in the whole series, you know, good music, but bad writing. So it's, you know, it, I'll take it if it's if it's like this, if it's the other way around. Um, other than that, I love your guys' podcast. I you know I feel like Josh especially is is a music encyclopedia. Every it seems like every week he's always giving us a history lesson on uh, on whatever songs or artists are being covered covered in the most recent episode, and I I do really like that. Um, and, you know, it's sad to see Glee come to an end, but, um, you know, the way I see it is that there will always be the fandom, there will always be Tumblr, you know, there will always be fan fiction. You know, as we speak, someone is probably uploading uploading a new fanfic right now on fanfiction.net, where there are like 108,000, I think, Glee, uh, you know, Glee fanfics actually the most popular tv show to write to write about the second being supernatural 
you know, third being Doctor Who. But yeah, 108,000 fanfics. So I guess now that Glee is over, we'll all have more time to read fanfiction. <laughs> and I guess that's all I have to say. Fanfiction forever. See ya. <laughs> Hello, Josh, Jen, and Ed. This is Clint from Ohio. I have been with you guys from the Idol Review and followed you to Gleeful, a Glee podcast. Unfortunately, I'm not very articulate, so I will leave you with my three-word review of Gleeful, a Glee podcast. Thank you. Thank you. Thank oh, we you. played that one before. We played that one, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Uh, we are so close. We only have one more. Hey, Gleeful Podcast and Josh, Jen, and Ed. This is listener Michael from Florida. This is my first time calling, so I'm going to try and make it short. Um, just finished the Glee series finale, and I am filled with lots of emotion. It's hard to believe that this long six-year journey has finally come to an end. But I just wanted to say that you guys have been the most amazing podcasters ever. Um, I listen to some other Glee podcasts, but y'all's is probably the best one. Um, it's been nice getting to know y'all for all these years. And I'm going to miss hearing y'all every week. Hopefully, this won't be the end for you guys. And hopefully, there will be another journey. So... Yeah. I played that one too. <laughs> Was that last one? I think, uh, no, wait, I, I think really I have one more. Up. Let's try oh. this one. Okay. Hi, you guys. This is Bryce from Chattanooga, Tennessee. There we go. I <laughs> discover your podcast right at the beginning of season six. Um, I was one of those Glee fans that went away after like the fifth season after Corey died. And I decided since it was going to be the last season that I would tune in. And admittedly, the bulk of this season has been very disappointing, but I thought these last few episodes were just amazing. Um, the episode where they flash back to 2009 and you get to see Artie and Kurt, Rachel, Tina, and Mercedes and what they were doing before the Glee, the Glee Club began, it was very touching. I loved how Bert Hummel, who will go down in history as one of the best dads of an LGBT youth ever depicted on TV. I love that they showed that he wasn't always comfortable with the idea of having a gay son. Um, I think that sometimes, you know, characters like Bert can be romanticized, but he proved himself to be very, very human. And I love that he eventually came around. And I love that we finally, finally, finally got to meet Mercedes' mom. And I love seeing Tina and Artie interacting, and I love seeing Rachel with those unfortunate eyebrows from season one. It was just a great episode, <laughs> and it made me like Will again. Like, Will has turned into such a creeper, like, stranger danger type creep guy, and I forgot how endearing he could be in season one when, you know, Terry was the villain that we were all channeling our hate towards, but... It was nice seeing him, and it was nice flashing forward in the second episode, and it was so great to see everybody. I mean, I saw Joe, and I saw Lauren Zeises, and I saw 
Dave Karofsky, who is like one of my favorite characters on Glee, and it was so great, and it was just an amazing two episodes, and I'm really going to miss the show. Um, I thought the show probably should have lasted only three seasons, but this proved that there was still more story to tell, and I'm glad that all the characters seem to come on, come out on top, and I think they did such a great job honoring Corey Monty's character, Finn Hudson, at the end of the episode, and I can't wait to watch both episodes again. It really restored my faith in this show. Ryan Murphy, for all his faults, he sometimes does a great job, and he has great ideas. He doesn't always have the best execution of those ideas, but... I think with shows like American Horror Story and Glee and even going as far back as his. Oh, he got cut off. Oh, he got cut off. Well, that's uh, that's it for us, everybody. Thank you. If you stuck this long, wow. uh, you are awesome or you are trapped in a street sweeper on a runway in New Jersey. Uh, so thanks everybody. Uh, good night, Sammy. We already lost Ed and Jen and we'll talk to everybody later. Good night.